All right, in an instant, an auto accident can put you in the worst financial position of your life. It's an absolute must. You got to hire the right lawyer. You're going to make sure that your insurance companies pay you what you are owed. Injury attorney David Feminini on his team, they are exactly who you need to call. They have been making insurance companies pay for over 30 years. They're going to help you with your case as well. David is ready to speak to you personally right now, 855-65-CRASH. That's 855-65-CRASH, or you simply go to the website, getdavidgetpaid.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, let's get into it on a Wednesday. We've got a lot of ground to cover. And it is going to begin uh, with, I'm not addressing JJ's nonsense. I'm not doing it. It's, no. It's an absurdity. So we'll leave it alone. But 80%. Okay. Um, let's just get into the Lions as we discussed. It's just more appropriate. It's simple, all right? You're either all in with Dan Campbell or you're all out. And here's what I mean. As Rico put it on the show sheet, Dan Gamble. The analytics thing is here to stay. Him violating the analytics is here to stay, which he did from the seven and he did from the four. Going for two. Those were negative win expectancy decisions that you don't make when you use analytics as a shield. But Dan Campbell is routinely going to pass on field goals. He's going to fake punts. He's going to go for two. He is going to do hyper-aggression. So here's what we need to do as we enter the playoffs. Because there's going to be something in that playoff game or games There's going to be something in a game you win, and eventually I don't want this to happen, but it seems to be football destiny. There's going to be a decision by Dan Campbell that we will be able to trace back to why your season ended. So here's my question. Right here, right now, no, don't be reager. You can't waffle. You can't flip-flop. You have to accept Dan Campbell for better or for worse, or... You're on the other side. You're on the other side that any of the new wave decisions, any of the hyper-aggression, you're against it. Take the points. Let's play D. End of a game. Let's go to overtime. Uh, I don't need a fake punt for my own 25. Coach the game. You can keep your new wave math because the math doesn't factor in personnel. It doesn't factor in weather. It doesn't. Guys, all this win expectancy stuff, it doesn't factor in who your quarterback is. It doesn't factor in what defense you're playing. It doesn't factor in where the game is. It doesn't factor in weather. It doesn't factor in injuries. It doesn't factor in how hot your team is. It's a simulation. So I want to know right here, right now, as it pertains to Dan Gamble, all in on the analytics, the aggression, or all out. And understand, you don't need to be afraid when you call. You can still like a coach. 
You could say, guys, I'm just not into the aggression and the analytics. I love him as a coach. I love that these guys play hard for him. And I, I'm fine with him being the coach here. But I will never come around to the Rambo, you know, bullet chain, roadhouse, we're, you know, right boot, <laughs> we're, going for, we're going for two and fake punts. I know what that means. Now. Right boot. <laughs> but, but, or, or... You're all in that even when he does something that by the math is wrong, you're okay with it. That in the name of aggression, in the name of turning the Lions from legendary losers to legendary winners, we're going to put the league on notice. We are going to run the most aggressive operation in all of the National Football League. Teams get no breaks. You think we're punting? Fooled you. You think we're kicking a field goal? Really? F you. We're going. Hey, we're going to go to overtime. Just kidding. F you. We're going to go win the game. Hey, it's fourth and an inch. F you. We're going to drive it right into your garage. So you have to pick. We know the truth lies in the middle. We know as human beings, there's going to be times Rico agrees and disagrees. Times that I agree and disagree. But I want to know right here, right now, Dan Gamble, all in on the aggression or all out? 248-539-9797. Now, we go to a man whose team is so privileged and so accomplished, oh, they go. don't need to lower themselves to such yeah. poverty decisions like faking a punt. Yeah. Oh, that's what poor people do. They actually did fake a punt. And they got brought back thanks to Ronnie Bell. Can you just roll with me? Okay. I'll see. But no, my point is, Rico, your team doesn't go for it. They do. Kyle Shanahan does not go for a no. But they don't have to. So I need you to lower yourself with the rest of the bourgeoisie and the just, peasants. Right. So talk to me. Uh, Are you all in on Dan Gamble living with the bad, taking the good, or old school football? I do not recognize nor validate the analytics, and I wish he'd be more responsible. Well, you know, I had to get helicoptered in here because I was stuck in traffic. Got you haven't seen the Stephen A. <laughs> rant today. You're going to enjoy it. As much as I would like to say, you know what, you got to quit all of this stuff, Mike. I have to be all in. Because Dan Campbell slash Dan Gamble got you here. He got you to turn this thing around. He has this team now being a team that America cares about, that not just Detroiters are upset over the bad call, but all across the United States, people are like, wait, the Lions got screwed over. Before it was just like, ah, the Lions are cute. Dang Campbell and the, the aggressive play calling is what's made the Lions who they are. If you go to being something that you're not, I feel like you're going to go back to being the Lions that we don't like to talk about. So as much as I don't like it, I have to say, Dan has to keep doing this because this is what got you to this point. Now, yeah, in a perfect world, a little less gamble at some point, be smart about it, live for the next down, live for the next play, live for overtime. But if I have to be all in or all out, I got to go all in. Okay, David, all in, all out. Dan Gamble. Not the man Dan Campbell. I think we're all in. They fight for this man. They go to war for this guy. I think they're going to play great this weekend. This is about the hyper-aggression that is always 
as Rico's favorite musical artist once put it, we're always back at one. Brian McKnight. It's, it always comes back to a Campbell decision. Yeah. Always. So I just would like to know, David, all in, all out. <clears throat> I think this is where the Lions have gotten because of Dan Gamble. I think they're here because of his attitude and his mindset. So I'm all in. I am all in. They've done things that they haven't done in 30 years. I don't so want to be. just keep doing it. Yeah. It's Exactly, Rico. I don't want to be. It feels wrong because it doesn't feel like you should gamble this much and you should be that aggressive all the time. But it's worked for this organization. You know, it's worked David, for sometimes this. in life, the things that may feel wrong are actually right. And that's how this feels. It is actually right. right. It's like so a, team, a, team that uh. runs, a team that runs the Wildcat. It's the dumbest play, but for some reason... It works. All right, I'm going to say this. And for the people in the back, I want to make sure I'm clear, Rico. I have no issue with the man. I think he's done a fabulous job with this team. But when push comes to shove, as much as I like analytics, I think in the NFL they are the most overdone thing on the planet. That in basketball, I take and make more threes than you. Mathematically speaking, I can work my way around it. Now, it's ruin the sport watchability, but I get it. Analytics in baseball, I fully understand. We care about home runs. Who cares about strikeouts? Launch angle, let's play. Noted. Pitching, we care about velo. We care about strikeouts. Because if you don't put it in play, F fielding. I get it. In football, I am still old school. And what I mean by that is, if it's fourth and four on the 39. No, I go for that. I don't consider that analytics. I just would rather go for it on fourth and four than a 56-yard field goal. Now, if I had Aubrey, the kid from Dallas, if I had Justin Tucker, do you know what I'm doing on fourth and four from the 39? I'm putting an automatic three on the board. When I score, when I go down there, and if it's fourth and an inch from the one, I'm going for it. That's not analytics. I'm going. I have the best offensive line. I need less than a yard. I'm going for it. But you know what I'm not doing? The analytics say fourth and goal from the six in a 7-3 game in the second quarter. No, I'm going up 10-3. to three. I'm taking three. Mm -hmm. I am all out on this stuff. Yeah. Because here's the deal. The analytics were both a blessing and a curse. You know what analytics to me end up as? It's a lot like sports betting. That even if you're good at it, you end up basically even. You're just moving mashed potatoes around the table. That's no, a crutch to me. Think about it. You fake the punt for 31 yards. Analytics, y'all, a blessing. Right. Analytics, yeah. But they told me I should do that. Cutscene, I passed on the points at the end of the drive in the name of analytics. What did I get? So if you're forcing me into this, I will tell you I'm all out on the Dan Gamble personality of Dan Campbell. I love Dan Campbell. I don't like the alter ego Dan Gamble. This is like me, myself, and Irene. I don't like Hank. <laughs> I don't like Hank. Mean guy. <laughs> what? Uh, I was just thinking about a scene from that movie. When what they were in the hotel room. Oh, the morning after bathroom. Right. Oh, you had a little fun. Nah, well, that, you know that, that, that wasn't for me. Yeah. <laughs> when the analytics go wrong, it's Hank at the toilet. <laughs> so let's talk about it. We're all in on the coach. We don't have to like everything a coach does. True. But that coach and his gambling spirit is what got you to this point. Okay. He broke the mold. 
it's the thing, Mike. If you want something different, you got to do different things. And he did different things. And now the Lions, for the first time in 30 years, they're hosting a playoff game. I'm, I'm going to make an assumption here, but are you African-American? Yes. Who knew? 248-539-9797. I also have a never-before-seen situational play we're going to make on the board. I'm going to need Rico to bless it. Never in my life, I'm 43 years old, I have never seen this situation in college basketball. I've got controlled fury, and uh, I'm ready to go. I am I'm absolutely ready to go. I don't go the other way. So, And the team won't either. Uh, we're on a mission, and uh, we're not going to... Uh, we're going to feel sorry for ourselves and Walter and everything. We had plays to make. We didn't make them. And uh, it's a tight game, a good opponent, playoff-type atmosphere, and you got to make that, that one extra play that we didn't. And uh, so we will use this as fuel. i got pure octane right now. I woke up. I'm ready. Shout-out over-modulated microphones. All right. Uh, that's Dan Campbell. So we're asking the question, all in on Dan Gamble or all out? Because that's his alter ego. And when you're all out, here's what it means. It doesn't mean you don't like analytics, and it doesn't mean you don't selectively use them. Selectively is the key. That's not Dan Gamble. Dan Gamble is an all-out assault on mathematics. And I don't think the game is played with math. They're men. They're not machines. And I think the analytics in football are often very faulty for what they don't take into account. So I'm out on Dan Gamble. I like him, and there's no one I want to be the coach of this team but Dan Campbell. But I don't have to like his alter ego, the me, myself, and Irene. I don't have to like Hank because I think it's going to cost you. It already has. He's already cost you games doing this stuff, and he's won you games. You know what I think will win you more games? Playing it straight. Like when you have the league screw you, kick the extra point and go to overtime. Like... Why are we faking a punt from our own 24 when the alignment's not even right against Green Bay? YOLO, no, no. How about you take the points in the second quarter against Dallas? Don't, don't, you don't have to do this all the time. Well, that means I'm all out. Because if you're all in, you're saying he has carte blanche to treat this like a kid playing Madden. All out, we're going. So, I respect people who say they're all in. I'm not mad at you. But I'm all out. And the only reason why I say I'm all in, you think it's why they're here. It is. Okay. Now, do I think it's going to cost you? Yeah. Will <laughs> it keep you from winning a Super Bowl? Absolutely. It will. But you know what? It's why, okay, if if you went the safe route, you beat Dallas. But if you go the safe route, you don't beat the Chargers earlier this year. You lose that game because you needed every one of his gambles to win. So it's for some games, it's going to look great. Now, I think in the playoffs, you got to be very conservative. I think in the playoffs, you got to take every point you can get because they're, every team there is a good team. Every team there has a shot at winning the Super Bowl. So you don't get the off game. You don't get the team that's overlooking you because they're looking forward to next week. No, no, no. It's win or go home. So that's why you need to be a little more conservative. But, and I do think it's going to cost you, but it got you here. It won you a division. So I I can't sit here and get angry and say, well, you shouldn't do this, man. Keep doing what you're doing, but just know 
One of these times, you're going to gamble away little Billy's college fund Billy. and don't come crying. Uh, David, ticket text. I'm all in, Dan Campbell. I love the guy. The players love his aggression. I don't even question if we go for it, Ryan, at work. Okay, but here's the key, Ryan. So, like, at the end of that game, when it's a negative 15% win differential, you're giving yourself a 15% lower chance of winning that game by going for two from the seven. You don't question that? Okay. See, if you want me to get to that level, I don't need a ring. I need rangs. I need you to be Nick Saban and dump them out on the table. I need you to be Belichick. I need you to be Andy Reid. I need you to earn a decade of credibility, of ranks, for me to eventually work my way to that. I think that's a little tough for a dude without a playoff appearance or win. Mike in Northville says Campbell has reached his ceiling. He's too emotional and responsible for six losses between the past season and this season. I am out. Now, hold on. Yep. To be clear. Out on Dan Gamble. Yes. That's a different person than Dan Campbell. Correct. No one's out on him as head coach. You're out on this particular feature of the Dan Campbell 2000 bot. Tom in Flat Rock says, I'm all in. Dude, coaches with his guts, and while that can lead to last week's two-point fiasco, it can also throw the opponent way off center, and you win the game you shouldn't win. Okay. And then one more here. Uh... Someone says, I am out on Dan Gamble. He is Bush League. He's also a liability at the end of the game. It will cost the Lions in success. It's a fascinating line in the sand. And I'll continue to reinforce, no one's out on him as a coach. If you're out on him as a coach, you're clinically insane. The man has saved his job last year, rallied the troops, delivered a division title. He's a good coach. But there are plenty of good coaches who do things I disagree with. That's all this is. So let's talk. Let's go to Adam, 97.1. Adam, you're batting leadoff. What's going on? Gentlemen, gentlemen, I'm all in. But with that said, I'm also not all in on analytics. I'm just all in on the way Campbell plays. Okay. Because I believe, honestly, that sports are played with passion. Sports are played. Like, for instance, when you have, you know, you have somebody on the ropes, you go for the knockout, right? You're not going to step back and, you know, maybe do the right thing. You're going to overswing and try to take him out. And that's what Dan Campbell does. Do I always agree with what he does? No. At the end of the game, I thought, though, we had them on the ropes. Go for two. Try to win the game. We got nothing to lose. We're not going below third seed. You know, we can only gain. So why not, when you have them on the ropes, take them out? Yeah, and then they got screwed, and when they got backed up, I think then you should just kick it, Correct. take it to yeah. overtime, and let everybody pile on the officials. But did you have but, a problem with his decision to do it? Or are you like, look, he does so much that I like, I'm going to overlook what I don't? I mean, I'm not paid to be an NFL coach, so who am I to naysay what he does? Adam, no, I might not like Adam, it. wait a minute. I might I like it. Adam, you're a grown-ass man. You, you can have an opinion. This ain't North Korea. You're a football fan. It's okay to say it. Well, I, I mean, I said my opinion is when we went down the field, I thought we should go for it all the way. If we score, right. we should go for it. But win. from the seven. They screwed us. They backed, correct, they backed us up. And then I thought, let's just kick it and take it to overtime. Our defense is playing great. Let's Let's see how far they can go. But with that said, you can lose overtime on the flip of a coin. All right, you know, so you're if all we in. Different you're rules good. in the NFL. You're good. No, you're and so no, Adam, you, basically you weren't mad. You disagreed with it, but you're willing to roll with it because you're all in on Dan Gamble. That's fine. 
Exactly. And then when we got the penalty and moved back up, I said, let's go for it again. We still got them wow. on the ropes. They don't want to go to overtime. Let's take them out. All I kept saying. And we didn't we didn't execute. That's how that goes. So all we, we I kept saying, play, we win the game. it's sad, but I continued to just mouth, what the F are you doing from the seven? What the F are you doing? Then from the four, I, can you believe this? I was watching right. the game with my wife, the dogs. I go, what the F are they doing? I'm looking at her like she's going to tell me what they're doing. She's like, I don't know. Right, because I don't, I, no, no, here's the thing. <laughs> it's like when you run a fake punt and it works, but there's a penalty that brings it back, you don't line up again and run another fake punt. All right, we're just going to go ahead and punt the ball. The element of surprise is gone. So, yes, I was sitting there thinking, too, like, you know what? The way you're – Dallas is not playing any defense. If you score, we're winning in overtime. No, no. Initially, I'm thinking the way they're playing defense just in this game right now. So when they called the play, I was like, yep, I knew it. He was going to go for two. But then after that, it was like, okay, football gods, they were the third base coach waving. Dan, stop, stop, stop. And he went went Cabrera. He did. Let's go to John, 97-1. Johnny. Hey, guys. Uh, Listen, uh, I want to change that last caller to all out. You can't say you're all in and say you wish you would have kicked the extra point. Sorry, your rules. Uh, yeah, but, but John, here's uh, what I'll tell you. Say, yeah. Hold on, and t- I'll give you all the time you need. But, Johnny, what yeah. he was saying is even though he disagreed, he's not angry about it, that he's willing to live with it. Well, I, th- I think if you're you, all you in, just... I'm all no, out. No. I get pissed. <laughs> I get angry. Sorry, man. I, I'm all out. Uh, first of all, you're not giving enough credit to the GM, to uh, to our defensive coordinator. It's not just uh, – I love this coach, okay? I, I will preface that. But I do not like what he's done. He didn't do. He he admitted he lost the Minnesota game last year. He lost this game. I turned to my wife after that no field goal. It said we're going to lose by one or two points. I was right again. You can't do this, and you got to give credit to the talent that you got. And here's what I want to ask of everybody that's giddy about what he's doing: Give me a coach that's been that's won Super Bowls and have been great that has been like like him in gambling. There isn't one. So don't give me this. That, well, you know, no, it's because we actually, haven't won in 67 years. That's why. Actually, John, there I can think of one right offhand. It was Sean Payton, where he kind of learned how to be a coach from. Onside kick out of halftime <laughs> of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, nope. but that happens down there. Now. I'm talking no, about. I don't think it's ever years. happened. But, but what John the, is saying yeah, yeah, is but wait a minute. Campbell does this all the time. That I agree and, with. And, and, and John, time. and that's why I said, if I have to choose, I'm still going to say I'm all in because it changed the Lions' culture by yeah, him gambling. Yeah, but Rico, you said you wish he would have kicked the extra point. I you did. guys can't waffle, man. No, 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 no. Are, it's, no, no. And the fans are wafflers. I'm, I don't blame I, them. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. <laughs> John, John, I I'm not in the Italy. waffle I aisle. I said I'm all out. <laughs> John, you can't put me with the waffles. I said I'm all out. And I said I'm all in. It changed the culture. Now, just get ready man. to know it's going to hurt you one game. <laughs> But it feels good you know, to talk playoffs it, it, and not draft picks right it now. Is, it is. This is great a topic. Do it. Do it again after the playoffs, man. I hope to God they go. Oh, John, <laughs> John, watch, watch. You'll have everybody all out. They'll do something insane oh, I, in I never, Yeah, I never liked it ever. Yeah. This guy's got to really rein it in. Here's a big shocker for you, Mike. What's that? Alabama center Seth McLaughlin has entered the transfer portal. <laughs> Good luck. 
I mean, you're kind of <laughs> like a kicker. You got one job. Snap the ball. You can't do it. You know why they were in fourth and 31 at Auburn? That dude. Yeah. Do you, I mean, th- th- this dude's been killing worms with his snaps all year. So, yeah, I highly doubted he was going to be welcome back to the Alabama program after really the low snap on the last play killed it because you know what the play was supposed to be? RPO. RPO, and they had two blockers and the running back in motion, meaning 3v2. But Milrow couldn't get his head left because he was busy being Phil Rizzuto playing shortstop. So then he's like, well, F it, got to go. So, yeah, I dude, they ain't playing down there. Is he going Power 5 or Group of 5? G5. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, Tommy Reese may want to update your resume. And if you're a Michigan fan, take pleasure in this stuff. You do what you got to do. Just because I'm not on board with the nonsense I heard from JJ today doesn't mean I, I don't understand your fun level. Oh, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, ESPN will gladly deliver it to you. Basically, JJ's admitting to knowing they were stealing signs. Also, I would have loved to follow up to JJ. By the way, any thought you're the recruit Jim illegally met with during COVID? Because mm. you might have decommitted and they wanted to bring you back into the fold? Is your middle name Cheeburger? We ain't going to get those kind of questions at one of these happy hee-haw press conferences. <laughs> JJ, I thought you didn't know anything that was going on. Right. I thought no players knew. Right. I thought no coaches How knew. How did you know what was going on in 2019 when you weren't on the team yet? Weird. Crazy. Right. And, but again, here's what will happen. play in 2020. Here's what will happen. Wolverine Media will clean that up. You know, JJ meant to say they were doing everything by the book to steal. So, okay, thank you. Yeah. This is why I've said to you guys, we'll talk football. Because if you want to open the other can of worms, it's going to go a different way. Now go when you're natty. Enjoy yourself. I don't know if I would take the tag off the championship hat, but just go. And get to Houston. And go enjoy it, for Christ's sakes. But... Bottom line, don't expect any of us to sit here and be like, oh, that's charming. <laughs> what do you mean? We were told no players knew. Wait, we just wanted to level the playing field because Ohio State was stealing our signs. But Two it was legal before I got here. It was legal, but. Right, so who clued you into that, JJ? Did the coaches clue you in, or was this is that some good literature? Was there a popular blog you decided to read? I'm sure he learned from Chase Winovich, who had a special guest with him at the Rose Bowl. Right, Connor Stallions at the game. Hey, listen. In a sick, twisted way, I actually almost respect the heel turn. It's like Kenny's wrestling. I'm sure he has, like, a good example. He gave me Hulk Hogan, WCW, or whatever it was, or when Ric Flair went somewhere else. You almost have to respect. They just, but, but what Hulk I like. Hulk Hogan dying the beard black. Right, but what yeah. I like about this, and I've said this to David, go win your natty because you had to whore yourself out to do it. You had, to, you had to go against everything you railed upon. You became everything you hated to get it done. Well, the SEC's filth. So are you. Well, our coach does it right. No, he doesn't. Well, our kids are dirty as hell. We're leaders uh, and best. No, you're not. Not anymore. So you can have the title. Respect. Your football team is, you never needed to cheat. Biggest compliment I could pay you. You didn't need to do it. You were Barry Bonds. <laughs> And then Barry started using the needle. The whole point I make to you is you corrupted yourselves. So your your identity is attached to lies. See, the difference is Georgia's a scumbag program. And they admit it. I don't have any qualms with Georgia. Because they don't pretend to be something they're not. You know what you are? You're one of the real housewives of Atlanta. You ain't rich. You just pretend. You mm-hmm. pretend for the camera. 
and your house is under foreclosure. <laughs> I don't have to respect that. But you enjoy you're just, it. You're just an Instagram cust, cust, uh, couple. Right. They're doing it for the grand. Uh, my, my whole thing, because they're the only program in America, their identity is attached to a myth. If they would let go of it, none of us would care. So good. You became everything you hated in order to get where you needed to go. But don't don't be doing that at that press conference today. The all shucks. You don't 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 do that. Don't do that. That that's crazy. Now, you want the JJ stuff, you can go to ESPN and watch it. I would like to just stick to football and move forward. David, do you have any retort for what I've just said? None whatsoever. You can rip my ass. None whatsoever. Did I, was I step say, out of line? No, I was just going to say, you know, they're acting like, you know, I, I wasn't on eight mile. I was just on seven mile walking. To, you know, that, that's still the same thing. You're just, you're doing the same thing. Right. Yeah. You're cheating. Right. And it's okay to just not just see. You know what J.J. said? Ask Coach Harbaugh. I'm focused Correct. on winning a national title. Well, Best see, thing J.J. could have said. And that's the thing. But take, they can't help themselves. Take the book. Take the lesson from Jim Harbaugh and just say, look, we're focused. We're tunnel vision. Do that. What That's are right. you doing? That's hundred percent right. I wasn't on eight mile. I was on state fair. Right, but don't do it's an or, don't do an oral history <laughs> of of sign stealing in the years that preceded your very arrival. <laughs> what? Because you told us we didn't know anything about this. Uh oh. We yeah. We did. Except we did it all in the right ways. Okay then. Moving along, Lions, Dan Gamble, all in, all out. Let's go to Mike, ninety-seven one. Mikey, how are you, oh, brother? Man. Good. Oh, man, you had to bring up Michigan before I got out of here. No, 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 but, Mike, uh, I'm sorry. Mike, that that wasn't – I apologize. No, we actually brought up the Alabama center, and it just morphed into Rico Michigan. Rico baited me, and I'm not going to do a negative yeah. Michigan topic today. I just – I didn't want people to think we weren't aware of the J.J. comments, so I apologize. To be, fair, to be fair, you've given Michigan their flowers, and you have picked them all the way, so I, I can't say that you're a hater. You, you, I know you don't like them, but you still have been – you still have right. been accurate about them. I tried. That? That's fair. And I didn't mean to warm you up there. Now, what do you got on Dan Gamble? All right. All right. Here's the thing. See, so it works for some coaches daily. You know, it got them fired. Can we agree? So yes. what got us here, what got us here is, is that. But I think, I think in the playoffs, he might rein it in a bit, Mike. I really do. I think, I think he knows in the playoffs, you have to rein it in a bit. I mean, one thing here one, one, once in a while, but in the playoffs, everything tightens up. And he's an NFL coach. He should know this. If everything is magnified in the playoffs. Can we agree on that? Yes. And I don't think he's that, but that he doesn't know that. I, every possession becomes valuable. Everything you do becomes magnified. So I, I would say I buy in, but I also think, I also think he might change it up for the playoffs. Do you think that's a stupid uh, comment? No, I, I, don't, I don't think it's stupid. I, I, Mike, I, I wouldn't be able to call it stupid. I think it's hopeful. I, I'm hoping he dials it back a little, but I don't know that that's what he's going to do. No, I think when push comes to shove, Mike, this is what he is. And he shows you in that game that I, he always feels like by going for it, it gives him the competitive advantage. And as a head coach, he's going to always try to go for what? that advantage. What did you? I, I thought it was interesting hearing him and Costa yesterday. He was going, he was going after Costa pretty good, saying just say what you want to say and stuff. I respect that. That me too. You never get a coach. You never get a coach that actually just wants a real talk. I respect this guy because he's everything that most coaches aren't. So basically, here's Michigan and the Lions game were like exactly like the endings were exactly almost the same, except 
Harbaugh went for the extra point and Campbell didn't. And they scores were identical. Like you said, Mike, these two games, they couldn't have been any more. They were crazy. They were fabulous. But see, the thing is, Mike, kind of like the Michigan game, you had the better offense. So Michigan should have gone to overtime because you had Blake Corn, because you that offense is built for the college overtime. And I don't think what Harbaugh did fourth and two at the 32 was analytics. That was Jim Harbaugh saying, I don't think we're getting the ball back. Yeah. We have three timeouts, but there's only like 320 to go. If we punt, I, I don't, don't know if know, we get and, a three and out. And you know what? We have been able, when we've wanted to, to confuse Alabama with the pre-snap candy. And their communication is not solid. It's something we talked about in the in the preview of the game. That's not analytics. That's going. I'm not getting the ball back. Yeah. We're just going. Yeah. So I, I I had no issue with it because I think I mean David when when Harbaugh went for it, were you like no punt the ball? No, not at all. No, no. You didn't if feel it, like they were getting the ball back. If it were Correct. five or six minutes left in the game, That's I would different. have said punt the ball. But the way Alabama was driving and just eating clock. Yeah, yeah, and it was fourth and two. Yeah, before the play was over, I told my son, I said, yeah, they're going for this. Well, here's the They thing. know what they're doing here. They're going to go for this. And you have Blake Corm who falls forward and picks up four yards. So even if you just handed the ball off to him, you would have got the first down because he that's just what he does. Now, again, when we talk the Dan Campbell stuff, remember, there are times I think it's good to be aggressive, but that's not the question at hand. What I am asking is, are you all in that there's not going to be criticism like if you didn't criticize him going for two from the seven then i don't think you have a right to criticize anything because that was insane seriously it was a negative 15 percent win differential decision that's unspeakable people in analytics you would lose your job doing that so if you didn't if you back him during that what i'm saying is you have to back everything he does That's why I'm all out, meaning I still have the right to say, no, I wouldn't run a game that way. Oh, well, who the F for you? I'm a football fan. I'm somebody who, this is my whole life. This is what I do. And I, yes, math plays a role. Yes, I like some analytics. But I think when you trust a computer to run your game, that doesn't factor in they're men, not machines. It doesn't factor in injuries. It doesn't factor in matchups. It doesn't factor in weather. It doesn't factor in where the game is. I think that's a fool's errand. And there are plenty of people in football who agree with me, just like there are plenty who would agree with Dan Campbell. We we are watching the evolution of the sport, and you're watching the evolution of your team. And I think it's a fun conversation. We all love him as coach, but I don't have to love everything about it. And I think these decisions, a lot of them are reckless. And that's... I don't think you need to be ashamed to have that opinion in this town. It doesn't mean you're anti-Lions. I was saying you were winning the division in a playoff game before any of you Yahoo's got on board. It was just me, Kenny, and a Cumberbund. It was very exciting times. Have you guys ran into tuxes yet? No. I'm not forcing Kenny into a tuxedo. It's just my job to get him to the game. I'll do it. No problem. I thought you two were wearing tuxedos. I never said me. I said him. Oh, no, 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 my friend. No. You said 
did. Tuxedos, limousine, doves flying David, out from behind us. We got to go back and find oh, you. The, best go back and find. You know what? It's like the commercials. Let's go to the replay. Oh, the okay. Thing. Okay. The, the drop the red because flag. Because I remember saying, wait, Mike, you're actually going to go to a Lions game? Absolutely. I would go. I didn't say I was going to be dressed like that, idiot. And I mean that with love. All right, get ahead of You'll the game. You'll be dressed up like Prince. Moran, no, no, no. All right, we'll get right back to your calls on the Dan Campbell, Dan Gamble stuff. Right now, a never-before-seen situation. I want to know if Rico will bless it. It's time for On the Board. That's me. Hey, I'm the Black Host. Shut up! I'm going to go number two. Root for radio. Prove you're here to work today. Ugh. On the board. Powered by FanDuel. First of all, I want to shout out Kenny Cott for a rocking chair selection. Carolina 10, the Rangers 1. Also, one rocking chair selection by me, St. John's. Tricky Ricky. Big win over a Butler. Nice cover. And shout out to Mike for backing a bulldozer up to Mount Pleasant. Correct. We are going to shut the program down and launch Tony Barbie out of a cannon. Costa... That landfill of a school of yours ought to be raised to the ground. Okay, so look, never before seen situation. I want to present this, but all, hey, David, Kenny, listen before judging. Hear me out. Oklahoma State is laying 18 and a half to Chicago State. Didn't know there was a Chicago State. Also, could you spend $10 to get a logo design? It looks like an East Bay catalog. Here's why I'm bringing this up. Wasn't Chicago State part of the Big Ten? I don't know. I think they were. So here's the deal. Chicago State is in Stillwater tonight. One problem. They were in Manhattan, Kansas last night playing Kansas State. Chicago State in the regular season, not in a tournament, not where you just roll out of the rack, go to the court, and maybe play a consolation game on a back-to-back. They played K-State Lost by eight. They were actually ahead at the half. Game ends. It's damn near midnight. I happen to look up how far away Manhattan, Kansas, and Stillwater, Oklahoma are. 258 miles. A four-hour bus ride. Because let's face it, Chicago State can't afford a plane. (laughs) So they may have rolled into Stillwater at like 5 a.m., got some sleep on an uncomfortable motel bed. There's not going to be a walkthrough. There's not going to be a shoot-around. And they got to go to Gallagher-Iba Arena tonight and take on Okie State. I have never in my lifetime seen a team play regular season games back-to-back, two different towns. Oh, and by the way, Oklahoma State is 7-5. and five. That's 12 basketball games. Big Ten math. Chicago State's going to play their 21st game of the season tonight. Nine more games by uh, January 1st. Am I wrong for just saying we got to bet Pistol Pete tonight? Oh, no, you you have to. You have to. And about, I think it was the University of Chicago was the Big Ten. Who knew? Is that insane? No. Or are we looking at a situation the right way? Mike, that's almost criminal that you're putting those young. I mean, I, I understand. Not almost. That's criminal. I understand they're young and young legs. And, hey, they play in AAU tournaments and play five games a day. No. That's they're trying to build, get money for the new facilities on the campus of Chicago State. Oh, and by the way, which I think is by the United Center. This is going to be their sixth straight road game. I don't think they remember what the city of Chicago looks like. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna play Oklahoma State minus the 18 and a half. I think that's that's a rocking chair. I want you to be right, but I'm terrified. I think that's a Oklahoma rock. State might actually stink. Rico, your selection. Well, Michael, um, shout out to you. Wimby had four blocks, but Ja only had 26 points and not ouch. I'm just telling you, the Wemby block thing could be your new Steph three-point thing. Oh. He's a machine on a nightly basis. Are they playing tonight? Do you want a player prop? Let me offer you one, because I gave this out on Cash the Ticket. little bonus episode today for the people. Cookies couldn't be bothered. He was napping. How about Jalen Duran? Player combo. Points and rebounds over 24 and a half. So total of points plus rebounds over 24 and a half tonight in Utah. As long as he plays 25 minutes, he's going to hit that total. He's, no. a, he's a machine. I like that. I, I was just going to go with... Uh... Back to Memphis. Ja is red hot. So Ja to score at least 25. Memphis on the money line. Jaron Jackson to get at least four rebounds at plus 210. Also, Xavier Tillman to get someone pregnant. He cannot do that anymore. (laughs) He went to the David Hull School of uh, No More. Oh, got it. (laughs) Xavier Tillman's odds have been upgraded to plus 3,500. In the fertility range. I thought I told you that last time. My I can, bad. I congratulate him, and he was like, yeah, and I'm done. Okay, good. Good to know. <laughs> uh, Kenny. <laughs> hey, nice league. Two games tonight. Let me let me read you something about that. Monday, one game. Yesterday, 13 games. Today, two games. Tomorrow, 13 games. Friday, three games. Why? Because it's a joke league that's not a real league. I'm staying away because I don't like either of the two games that I would be forced to choose it's between. It's league-wide load management. That's all. I'm just glad the Wings won. Okay? Yeah, me too. All we don't right. have to cancel this season yet. Take the night off. David, what do you got? Yeah, I'm also taking the night off. I don't see anything I no. like in college basketball. Oklahoma State, join me. <laughs> Plastic orange cowboy hats. Come on. Chicago State, what time did they even get to Stillwater? I have no idea. They also had to drive from DePaul to get to Kansas State. They had a game on the 30th, and they had a drive. To and I'm ball. pretty, you know what, I can say with a high degree of certainty, they have the same bus that the Cleveland Indians had in Major League. <laughs> they were probably still on the bus for New well, you know Year. <laughs> Happy slept, New Year, we're on a bus. On the bus. Gas and I will say this, Mike, shout out to you for the whole live betting element. Of what? Because I did live bet the MSU-Iowa women's game last night. Oh, no. What were the odds on that? Was Iowa giving them 50? Uh, it was Iowa. The game started at Iowa was minus 15 and a half. Because Iowa's like elite. Right. They're number four in the country. So what did you do? Game, as the game went on, I, I took uh, MSU in the points. Almost pulled off the upset. And I also took the money line because it was tied at the end of the third. So listen, the I place, lost on the money line, but the place to do it is this. If you like a game, but you don't love the spread, I'll give you an example. Golden State last night was hosting Orlando. I didn't want to lay four. Golden State is very shaky. But I say, you know what? I think they'll win tonight. So you just follow it live for a little bit. And in the second quarter, Golden State fell behind by like three, and they flashed money line plus 118. That's, yep. You can dip in. Volatile. NHL is a very volatile sport. A little different coming back from a goal than being down three in hoops. But you get my point. So that's, you can do that. Just, I don't know about betting women's hoops. I don't know anything about it. All right, that's on the board. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. o'clock we're talking Detroit Lions and Dan Campbell more specifically are you all in with the Dan Gamble part not Dan Campbell the coach because I think he's the best coach that the Lions have ever had but Dan Gamble his alter ego who sometimes takes things a little too far and and is makes you uncomfortable watching the game are you all in or are you all out there is no in between while I don't like all the time that he gambles, I'm going to say that I'm all in simply because it got you to this point. It's why you are raising a banner, as you just heard Beanie talking about at the practice facility. All out. Because you did new things. You got different results. Now, it's going to cost you, and I'm okay with that because you're no longer the laughingstock of the league. We're not talking whether they should tank this game for a draft pick. We're talking about, okay, home playoff game is coming up, and should you rest the starters? This is good things. I'm all in. I'm not happy to be all in, but if given a choice, I'm all in. Rico is being begrudgingly all in. <laughs> yes. And let me explain what all out means. All out just means I disagree with how he runs the game. I think he's a good coach because he commands the respect of a locker room. These guys will run through a wall for him. I think he's infinitely likable. But what I disagree with, to a large extent, is where we've arrived in football today. That in the name of analytics, coaching coaching decisions going off the rails. And I think he does a lot of stuff that's just insane, unnecessary, reckless. And if you ask me, oh, really? Well, what do the good teams do? They don't do this. You know who doesn't go forward on fourth down? The Niners. Now, you could say, well, what about this particular situation? Oh, I like being aggressive. Fourth and an inch, 38-yard line. Am I taking a 53-yard field goal or am I doing the tush push? Yeah, I'm doing the tush push. But you know what I'm not doing? Fourth and goal from the six in a 7-3 to three game? Nah, I'm just going to take the three. Second quarter, taking the three. 
You know what I'm, you know what I'm doing? You want to go for the win at the end of regulation? Cool. I get it. Matt supports it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm not doing? Going for two from the seven, then going for two from the four. Because <laughs> here's the thing. When you, I'm not doing it. When you, when you start going for it and you don't get it, you're not going to be chasing those points the entire game. If they kick the field goal, it's a 7-6 game. And now, down the line, you score that touchdown. Right. The pressure is now on Dallas because in 22 seconds, they got to march down the field and hope to get a game-winning field goal where you just got to play some defense. Aiden's playing probably the best game he's played as a pro, had three sacks. Like, everything was on your side. But I like where they are now. So here's the deal. I'm all in because for you're the first willing time, to take the good with the bad yeah. and just not be angry. Yeah. I'm not. I reserve the right to be angry. I am all out on the aggression because I honestly believe at best you're hitting 50% on these. And I think tactics are critical. The better you get in this league, the bigger the stage, the higher the stakes. Tactical has to be the word. He treats it like Dalton from Roadhouse. That doesn't work for me. I want tactical. I want John Rambo hiding in the mud. You know, I I, I need tactics. <laughs> so no, I, I I I love the guy, but I'm I'm all out on Dan Gamble. I like Dan Campbell. Yeah, so, but no Dan Gamble. I don't think you're raising a banner. Okay, and you might be right, but I I am willing to take the slings and arrows of being a guy in Detroit that I will tell you I do not agree with how he runs a game. And that's okay. Doesn't mean I don't like the guy or think he's a damn good coach. He is. Right. It just means that at some point, Dan Campbell, Dan Gamble is going to meet up with Uncle Lenny. And you know when those two get together, oh, boy. See, Rico, it's it's (laughs) almost like we're doing this without saying it. We're using the Lions' past. To say we're all in. Because for decades, we were saying, oh, coaches get lionized and, oh, they do this and they do that. Dan Gamble has come in here and said, you know what? I don't care what anyone thinks. I'm doing this. He did something that every every Lion coach has come in and said that they were going to do. I'm going to change the culture. And in the end, the culture changed them. (laughs) The culture lionized every coach where you could look at that moment. I'm going to take the win. Really? I'm going to ride off of my motorcycle. I'm going to throw a red flag, even though the refs are about to overturn the play. I'm going to go for the pitch back and forth type of thing. He's actually changed the culture. It's coming at a cost. It ain't free. It's 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 going to cost you some games. Right, so it's almost like, wow, I guess we got to be in. They've done something in 30 years they haven't no, done before. No, no. Okay. I don't have to do anything. Very true. And I'm willing oh, wow. to be the, here. I'll play the role of Kyrie. I'm gonna. I'm the voice for the voiceless today. And and I'm burning sage in the studio. Speaking of burning, yeah, that's Tyreek Hill's house. Oh, it was. Yeah. It's it's burning okay. right. Now. Do not ask me to make a joke about no, a man's no, no, no. home being on fire. No, but I, boy, my mind went to something based on his recent news stories. Oh, right. Oh, left eye. Oh, 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 oh. I don't want to go there, but I'm not going to lie to you. When you just said it to me, I go, three kids, four months, while married. Uh-oh. Do the math. Now, I'm not saying. I'm just telling you where my mind went. We're about transparency. Let's go to the don't people. Go Jason Waterfalls. Okay, then. Yehuda's up next, 97.1. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Nice <laughs> to talk to you again. Welcome. What's going on? 
Yes. Um, so I think that, like, you got to be fair and say there's Dan Campbell, Dan Gamble, and then there's just Dan playing stupid. Um, so there's the Dan Gamble, which I'm totally fine with. I think going for the two-point attempt is good. Um, in the Chargers game, nobody really speaks about that, but it worked out great for us. You win the game. Everybody's happy. Um, but then there's, like, the fourth and seven moment, or I think also, like, in the Packers game, um, it was like, I think we were like on our own 35 and it was like fourth and five. And it's like, we're down by seven points. So that already is like, for me, it's like, there's like just a few of those moments. But for me, that's like, those are the ones that like, I, I just can't, um, I can't accept those. So I'd say I'm all in with Dan Gamble, but like the, the few whoa, moments whoa. where it's just it's stupid, those I, I can't really uh, be okay well, hold, with. Hold yeah, on here, here, No, no, you're in my boat. But the thing is, it's it's. Are you accepting it's, of it's, it though? Yeah, it's it's. You you can't do it. It's it's like the dinner. There's no substitution. I don't accept it. Therefore, I'm all out. But Yehuda, if you accept it, you're all in. You know, you're gonna yeah. get a few things you don't like, but you're okay. No with substitutions it. with the dinner. You got to take everything. So which is it? So then I'd be forced. I I think that overall his aggressiveness is good. Whenever I see the other team go for it, I'm forcing too. I always get super nervous. I'd more rather they punt. So on the flip side of that, I think even though you're right, we're going to lose a couple, you know, the two-point attempt for me is like that's, that's something that, you know, Dallas overall, they had better odds. They had a better chance. I think going for the two-point attempt, you know, having a 50% shot at it, I think that's great. So I'm going to have to say I'm, um, I'm good with them then. Okay. And, and listen, I don't think there's right and wrong. It's just about establishing where we're at before the playoffs. Because this week, here's what happened. You made a big decision, a decision most coaches wouldn't make. It put you in a spot, and the league screwed you. No doubt about it. You can go to your grave saying we beat Dallas. You did. Except you didn't. But you did. The point is what happened next was his aggression going to another level. Or what he did in the second quarter. See, those are the things I'm all out on. And I am willing to give up the hyper-aggression to just play it straight. Because to me, that's what you're going to have to do to win a Super Bowl. I just don't think you're ever going to see somebody go and win a Super Bowl and go for it on fourth down seven times in a Super Bowl. Not, Not down 30, not in garbage time, but a guy who fakes a punt, uh, runs 18 trick plays, never kicks a right. field goal, right. and then goes for two at the end of the Super Bowl because it's a 2.4 win differential advantage. Right, you're allowed, I don't think I'm ever going to see it. No, no, you're allowed to do the trick play, the Sean Payton. We're going to start the second half with an onside kick, the Philly special, where all of a sudden we're going to run that trick play right before the half. But not all together. Right. That's insane. There's a limit. You so get think about one. This. Think about this. If, if you were playing, let's say that was the Ravens in the Super Bowl, do you think he goes for two to win the Super Bowl or kicks to tie the game? You know that answer. He goes for two? No, Hell no, he doesn't. He goes for two. Hell no. Mike, he goes for two. Okay. I, and, and guess what? And, and, that's why I'm all out. And, and we can't prove <laughs> that, insane. but come on. With 22 seconds to go in the Super Bowl, the Lions score. You know Dan Campbell. We are going to overtime. Is going for two and he will sit there and tell every reporter, I wanted to win this thing right here, right now. David, what do you believe? Because you're ripping your headset off like Nick Saban. What do I, you have? I, I want to be against Rico, but I think I'm leaning more Rico you know now. You right, All David? Right. He's Dan Gamble. David, David, the doors to the studio are open. Come on in, my brother. Kenny.
I think Rico's right. <laughs> and I think I kind of like it. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no. Wow. Jenny likes it. But if the Ravens knock it down, oh, my goodness. No, every no, lion, no. no, no, I know. You don't get to cry. You, you live by the sword. You, you die get, by the sword. Right. And that's what I'm asking you to accept if you're all in on Campbell. I'm not willing to do that. But, yes, if given the opportunity with under 30 seconds to go and the Lions score oh. and they could go for two and win a Super Bowl, absolutely. Mike, I didn't even Super Bowl. If they go out to San Francisco and he has an opportunity to make it the Super Bowl, he is going for two. He is not kicking extra point. He doesn't like his kicker. Mike. I can't prove that, but he doesn't like using them. But if he if that's what got him to the Super Bowl, what's to stop him from ending a Super Bowl like that? Of course he would do it like that. You're all crazy. All right, let's get to the people. I'm not going to dignify that with a response because um, I have no idea what's going on, and God forbid something serious is going on. But Jesus, I'm just yeah, you saying, know what you're right. Just saying what I thought. Way to go, Pastor. Yeah, oh, don't, the, don't, yeah, don't the do pastor that. making jokes. Mm. Don't do that. Mm. You better hope nothing serious happened I'm down there. I'm so sorry. Don't tell us you're sorry. You know who to tell. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Brian, 97.1. <laughs> Brian, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, First time car, long-time listener. What's up? I'm all in on Campbell, 100%. I love the call at the end. I love going for it again, and I wouldn't do it any other way. He told the team that we're going to get the ball, we're going to go down, and we're going to score, and they did that to perfection. And then to take his guys off, every player wanted to be on that field. Every player. They compete at the highest level. So, And I just love that. Every and that's, player and that's all good. So even, to, even from the seven, you were good with that two-point call. They are good for it. That's all that matters. And every player after the game, they all said the same thing. We didn't make the plays down the stretch. And Coach said the same thing. And – to be honest with you, when Dallas lined up at the the end, I thought that when they lined up and did the hard count, I was like, if this was the Lions, we'd put this game away, and I love that. I said, we would go for it on fourth. We're not giving them the ball back. And the game before, Ben Johnson said the same thing. We wanted, we wish we would have ended the, the game with the ball in our hand, and that's who we are as an, as an identity as a team, and I just love it. And who wants to go against this guy? You know, lining up, end of the game, biggest moment, make the perfect play call. And then callers in here hate on golf. You know what I mean? He throws that pick. That's the most emotion I've seen from golf all season long. He bends down, grabs his helmets. He knows he's screwed up. And then he goes down and leads a winning drive. This team is dangerous. And this coach is dangerous. Same with the fake punt. He knew the offense was struggling and we needed a boost. And he gave us that boost, and we couldn't convert. And the players know that. Okay, I, I, I'll just listen. I just and listen, Brian. It's not right or yeah. wrong. I want you to understand my perspective. Just, just know, do that in a playoff game, and give San Francisco first and ten at your thirty-two. And I want to make sure you got that bleep-eating grin on your face, going, "Oh shucks, that's my coach." Oh, See, that's, it's no, no, Mike. It's great when you hit that five-leg parlay, but you got to talk about the losses. Right. Okay? Nobody does. I lost on Central last night. I'm not up here gloating on St. John's. Right. You have to understand that when you get in the playoffs, no one plays this way.
Everything went perfectly for you against the Chargers. Every gamble worked, and you won the game. It was a shootout. That's rare because you're right. In the playoffs, you start playing against teams that you're equal or better, and you give them great field position, they're going to make you pay for that. Go to Brad, 97.1. What's up, Brad? Hey, how's it going? I was Okay, listen to this. This is what I figured it out. I'm not all in, but I like him as a coach. But I think what we all fail to realize is, and hear what I'm saying here, I hope everyone listening, Dan Campbell is that same coach that remind you of that great woman that you you went out and met, and she gave you a hard time from being scorned. you got to work so hard because she, she's been hurt from before. Dan Campbell is the same coach that was on the 0-16 Lion team. So he is that scorned player from going 0-16 that all he sees is win, and as you can see, his control theory. Until Brad Holmes, because he's like his next closest thing is his boss. It's like you got to have that person to say, hey, man, because this man hurt you or this woman hurt you, all men are not the same. Until Brad Holmes can tell him and can calm him and say, hey, listen, what happened when you went 0-16, you're a great coach. Don't get too emotionally involved. And I guarantee you, at the end of the season, when someone talks to him, he's going to bring that up. I never forgot being 0-16 and being on that team. All I see now is win. I, Brad, I, I get what you're saying, but he, David doesn't. <laughs> no, no, I'm I, I, completely I, lost, so I'm just going to let you explain it. I, because I, all I heard was love, scorn, failed relationships, Disappointment. I think he's What's saying, that have to do with going for two from the seven? I think he's saying that Dan Campbell is still stuck in the past. Dan Campbell is still feeling the hurt from being on the 0-16 team. I, I don't think he's that scorned because he went on and had a career and did other things in Dallas and other places. So he's saying because he was on that 0-16 team that he always feels like the Lions are – that same way. He doesn't see them as this new Lions team that's winning. Uh, right, I disagree, too. I think that's crazy. But that's, I think it's that's where he was coming from. This is a guy who's waited his whole life to run a team the way he believes it should be run. He's got an aggressive personality. He's embraced analytics and aggression. And in his mind, this is what gives them the best chance right. to win. Full stop. I don't think we need to go... Phil Donahue. No, I don't. Now, you are not the father. Like, I don't know what the hell that last call I think, was. but it, I do believe that he, the, the caller may be right. He went too far. Now, if he said the team, he still sees the team as that one in 16 from last year. No. And that's why he's still gambling because the gambling got him out of that funk. The gambling gave him a nice run and the gambling has them hanging a banner on Sunday. Or, or is it because they're good? See, that's the other problem. Like, I give you an example. When their offensive line is healthy, they're undefeated. They run for 180 yards a game. Well, now, they've, now they've lost one. But they're oh, not you're you're yeah. you're right. Okay, six and one. But just, my before the Texas call, you know, text in mistake. <laughs> um, but like, you're you are also good. I think it's it's unfair to be like, well, the only reason you're here is because you have a riverboat gambler as a coach. I don't, and that's why I said I'm all in. Because it got you to this point. And we are not talking about 
whether they should tank this game and the next quarterback. Well, we are talking the next quarterback, but whether they should tank this Uh-oh. game and the draft pick and how important it is to lose. Should they lose? Should they win? We're talking about, okay, who are you going to play and what's the path to get to the Super Bowl? But it took this man, Dan Gamble, every now and then Hank has to come out. I don't like it, but he does. You're willing to accept when yeah. Campbell becomes Gamble. Yeah. I'm not. I just can't. It violates how I want to see the game run. I, yeah. Now, believe me, I'll say it again. But I, I see the happiness on Kenny's face, and that's why you have to have Dan Gamble. Because Lions fans are experiencing something they never have. So much of this has already become normalized. And he still colors so far outside the lines. Like 15 years ago, if you had fourth and two and it was from the 38, you kicked a 53-yard field, right? Now, nah, go for it. But, Mike, but but you know this. goes so far outside. Right. And because you're winning, people will accept it. And you know what happens when coaches start losing. The same things that people loved you for is why they want to run you out of town. Oh, Brady Hoke doesn't need to wear headsets. He's got million-dollar coordinators until now they start losing. Man doesn't wear headsets. Hey, keep chopping. Keep chopping. Well, you did chop away your career. Way to go. So, yes, when you're winning, everything you do, people love, they embrace. And right now, the Dan Gamble is winning. Now, A quick update on the uh, Tyreek thing. So good news, at least. Uh, Everyone was out of the house, totally safe. No one's in there. Obviously, you don't want to see the dude's house burn down. Uh, But the pictures, Jesus. What the hell is going on? I mean, that is a blaze. Yeah. So, but everyone's safe. So that's really all that matters. Um, See, I'm fine. Wait, what? I'm good. He said he's fine. I'm covered now. He's covered now. No, David, I'm just making a point. I, I know, I'm just, <laughs> I know. There's a difference between thinking something and saying something. Kenny's been destroying God. me in here. What'd you say? I said, Kenny's been destroying me in he here. He should. For a pastor, that's an embarrassment. Uh, ticket text before we get back to the people. And then I have an all-in-the-family football today to do, which is I, no, it's not Archie Bunker. I just meant I have targeted questions for Rico. Kenny, David, they don't know what the questions are. They're all football-related. We'll go around the room, rapid-fire style. I tried to cater to their needs. So Mama's got some questions. Mike, I just want to let you know that sometimes you're an innovator and you don't even know it. So, David, really quick, Mike has always talked about a lot of the arenas and places should downsize, especially in college and pros. Too big. They would – so the Baylor Bears, the basketball team. National champs a couple years ago. Yes. Opening up a brand new facility. Holds about 8,000 people. Very okay, that might be a little, but that might be Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. 8,000? Very intimate. What do you, what do you get, it's, a barca lounger and not a seat? It's, and it's built vertical. So, yeah, here's what it looks like. What is it? Where, uh, like everything oh almost my. goes straight up. So what is the what's the mindset of eight thousand? That's a power program in the Big Twelve. For years that I guess you don't sell out, you still look like you sell out. And the place be rocking. Because remember, Baylor's still that's a football school. And if you if you make the tickets more expensive, you make the amenities better. 
But you downsize. Like I've talked about it with, with Michigan State football. Right. There is no reason in 2023 that a stadium that's 100 years old has an 80,000-seat capacity. Yeah. Well, you look at Northwestern in a brand-new stadium they're building, and I think it's under 40, I think it's like right. 35,000. Minnesota. Minnesota did a great job with yeah. their new stadium. So, no, I respect. I, mean, I just 8,000. Oregon I mean, Stadium, like everybody, like it's not that big. It's What, Outson? Yeah. Outson's 58. Yeah. But you would think it's Oregon. It's Nike money. It would be a hundred. Buddy, nope. buddy, there's three or four schools that care about the size of their stadium. As far as I'm concerned, that's the dude driving the red Corvette. Okay, <laughs> no one cares. So yeah, but uh, so you, you, my friend, three, four schools are obsessed about the size of their gherkin. The rest of us just want to have a good game day experience. That's it. And the ironic thing is, three of them are in the Big Ten. All righty then. And Two the other four. one is Tennessee. Okay, <laughs> they need to pay more attention to their dental care. <laughs> Let's go to Paul. Ninety-seven one. Paulie. How are you, sir? What's up, Mike? What's up, Rico? Hey, man. Hey, I, I'm still all in at this point. You know, like you said, the reason we're here is because of uh, Campbell. And I saw an uh, article not too long ago saying we're one of the top five teams that players want to come and play for. But I also kind of take into account that he's still learning on the fly. So a lot of these big games, these are his first big games as well, too. So um, I don't want him to see him, to see him make the same mistakes over and over. So... Like you said, if we're in the Super Bowl, I don't think we're going to get there this year. But, you know, we go for two at the end, get a penalty, we got to kick the extra point at that point. But, uh, you know, at this point, I'm still all in with them, though. Yeah, and, and again, Paul, I think it's something I don't have any problem if people say, like Rico said, his aggression has helped turn the mindset of this franchise around. The all-out aggression, it puts the defense on alert. I, I don't think anyone is wrong. What I don't like is that if someone like me doesn't agree with a lot of what he does, that it makes me a hater. No, it doesn't. I think he's fantastic. But I just have a fundamental disagreement with how he's running the game in a lot of high-leverage spots. I don't think that that makes me bad. No, no, not at all. And I think if you were to ask him after the season, you know, privately, you know, you're taking a negative 12% play percentage. Right. He would probably agree with you and say, hey, motion's got the best of me. But, uh, you know, again, you just can't continuously make the same mistakes over and over as the stakes get higher and higher, is my only thing. Yeah, and that's, I'm, you know, I mean, Paulie, that's part of it, is I'm ready for the playoff game right now. And those moments, like, I'm not saying you're going to do it, but, Paul, you know it if you listen to the show. If he does some zany stuff and it doesn't work, a lot of these people calling today saying they're all in are going to be singing an entirely different tune from an entirely different album. And that's my point, and that's why I'm asking it now versus later. No, I agree. But uh, thanks, guys. Hope you guys have a great day. All Same right. to you, Paul. Appreciate Happy it, buddy. Yeah, but you're, you're right, but... It, that's that's the nature of being a fan. You're gonna be like, oh, he shouldn't have it. Well, if you're, that's why I'm willing to live with it. And I'm, I know I'm right, I'm right here telling you, right? I know this isn't going to end well. The boat's gonna sink. No, it's not. How dare Leo's you? gonna float away as an ice cube. But I still believe Rose could have let him up on that okay, board. You know what? Why did he have to freeze because to death? Rose, was, Rose is selfish. There was definitely room. Come on. Not only is Rose selfish, she was selfish then, and then she was selfish as an old lady because she threw the diamond in the water instead of giving it to her daughter who put up with her and let her move into her house. That rancid old 
woman. Right. Oh, let me hear. Here, here's to my booty call. Here's a $10 million diamond. Let me toss it in the water. So, yeah, she was a bad woman across the board. <laughs> Got Rico just hitting seniors <laughs> with chairs. Uh, trust me. That's... Kenny, do you agree? I mean, come on. Oh, I'm with you 100%. She let Leah DiCaprio freeze to death in that movie. There was definitely room, okay? Hey, I'm on this big piece of wood. I would have to move. Help me, Dad. <laughs> yeah, between her and Jenny from Forrest Gump, two worst women in movies. I hated her. I hated her. I was so angry. She waits back until she's got diseases and a kid, and then she wants him to take care of her. Who liked uh, her? She was awful. He, he, he right. wanted to love her for right. a decade. All he wanted to do was be with her. That's she all the guy wanted. Out, traipsing around town. Right. She's in a hippie colony. I mean, she's basically, at the strip club. Right. Now she's playing a guitar. Now she's a cokehead. Oh, yeah, now she's licking the sidewalk. Hey, Forrest, I'm homeless. Can I come back? Sure, Jenny. Hey, I'm homeless, gonna die, and by the way, this might be your kid. Oh, Good. Oh, wait, wait. No, no, no. First of all, awful. hey, let me leave in the middle of the night while, and you wake up to a pair of shoes. There it is. <laughs> Here you go, Forrest. Just go running for a while. You'll get over so me. So more about that call in Dallas <laughs> coming up next. <laughs>All right, it's going to be football today with a twist. It's an all-in-the-family football today where each of my children over here, I have football questions for. David, music, please. All right, we're going to go around the room. There's no order. The gentlemen don't know what I'm going to ask them, but these are specific football questions from college and pro. So why don't we start out with the privileged one, Mr. Rico Beard. Mr. Rico Okay, then whispers the Rams are going to be sitting players against the Niners this Sunday. Impact on the Lions would mean you could be facing the Packers. More on that later. But Rico, on the topic of sitting players, A, do you subscribe to it? B, you're the Niners, you're the one seed. Sitting everyone, some people, no one. Go. Sitting a handful of people. McCaffrey is sitting, Williams is sitting, but everybody else is getting at least a half. I'm going to treat it like the... That, I guess, the second preseason game. Win or lose, by halftime, Purdy, Debo, Ayuk, you're all done for the day. I don't believe in sitting players because I think after a while, our flashback to, what was it, 2019 Ravens when they were the number one seed and they ended up losing to the Titans because they sat everybody for like two, three weeks and they weren't ready. Mr. Hatchet, a simple question with two Two questions, rather. Okay. It's what you want and what does this man want? David Hall, whispers, Mike Tomlin may be done in Pittsburgh. He may just say, I've had enough. Do you want Mike Tomlin back? And will Tomlin be back? I'll start with the second one. Yes, Mike Tomlin will be back. I think he wants to return. He wants to stay the Steelers head coach. I would not bring him back. I think his voice has gotten stale. I think it's time for a new voice in Pittsburgh. Even though Damn. he wins every – he hasn't had a losing Here. season. Oh, I'm going to play the role of David. One Super Bowl, bitch. Did, <laughs> I, do, did I do it right? That was great. That was okay. So if that's the case, then <laughs> you can't call me privileged because that's one more than my I team has seen. I want to be privileged. David, the Niners haven't won a Super Bowl in 30 years. Keep it together. Kenny Cott, want to assess your bitterness level after watching Georgia win 63-3 to over Florida State split squad – 
are you more angry than ever <laughs> that you lost to Bama? And just admit it, do you believe in your heart it was you who was capable of beating Michigan and not Alabama? I believe we were capable of beating uh, Michigan and Alabama both times. But, yes, I, my spite level is in maybe a 15 out of 10. I'm very angry. I'm very frustrated. And I resent you for asking me the question to begin with. Thank, all right. Happy New Year. Uh, oh, trust over me, in- it was better than the text message he sent me over the holiday. And it's better than what he said to me over lunch the other day where he said he wanted to bear nah, his... Da, da, okay, da, da, then. Da, da. No, let's go. <laughs> Mr. R.L. Beard, over to you. I'd like you, without being shameless or a complete fan, I would like you to step back and please grade Jonathan Smith's first month as MSU's head coach, assessing recruiting, portal, NIL, fundraising, and general clothing donations. <laughs> you know what? I'll give it a B because he managed to bring back a lot of players that I think the state needs. He was able to bring a lot of his players from Oregon State, a lot of his recruits. I'll give it a B. Childs is what puts it at maybe a B plus because you have a quarterback now because he had an empty room. What could he have done better? I mean, maybe get somebody that wasn't affiliated with Oregon State or Michigan State to come to MSU. All righty. Over to Mr. Hatchetman Hall. David, do you have a singular cell in your body that doubts that Michigan will dump truck Washington next Monday night for the national title? No, I don't have a doubt. That, Washington is who I wanted in the first game because I don't. Washington has no defense. So, no, I have no doubt. They're winning oh. the national title. Mr. Kenny Cott, you're the SEC representative. Two notes. Uh, A, do you feel shame that your blessed SEC failed America and allowed Michigan to play for it all? And do you believe there could be a bit of a power shift with the new rules in college football and the new expanded Big Ten? I don't know about power shift, but I'll say power struggle. I think this is going to expose how deep each conference is. You're going to see exactly how strong these schedules are based on who makes it and based on how far they they advance in the playoff. All right, back to David Hall before we go to RL Beard. Switch it up, Mr. Hatchetman. ESPN put out a list of the top 100 college football players for this season. Yes. Do you know where the first Michigan player appeared Mm. and who that player was? The answer may surprise you. No, I only looked at the top 10. I did not see the first Michigan player. Do you know where the first Michigan player was, Rico Beard? I do not. Kenny, do you? The first Michigan player debuted at 21st overall. Do you know who the player was? I would have Blake Corum. No. Wow. Rico. Will Johnson. No. Kenny. Donovan Edwards. No. (laughs) But shout out Donovan. It had to be. Had to be JJ then. No, the top-rated Michigan Wolverine on the list. Tight end. Mikey Sandra still at 21st overall. Whoa. Wow. Didn't see that coming. That's not not even close. And Kenny doesn't see this question coming. Kenny, I know you're a bit of a football (laughs) historian. The last Browns quarterback to lead him to a title, legend Frank Ryan, has passed away at 87 years old. Your biggest memory of Frank Ryan? Not watching him because I wasn't born yet. Over to Rico Beard. (laughs) The league gave an insulting instructional video about players reporting into games. I think it absolutely bleeped all over the Lions. I thought it was absurd. Question, would the league ever dare have that same patronizing response if it was their blessed Cowboys or Packers or Niners or whomever? No. No, they wouldn't. Uh, Because the league basically doubled down and said, quit blaming us for your ineptitude. You didn't do it the correct way. We're not to blame. I don't think they would. But, Mike, I don't think 
well, the Cowboys would have complained, but I don't think any other team, like I don't think Pittsburgh would have complained. They would have said they would have did it privately. Detroit and Dallas would have done it publicly. I think the Cowboys would have got that same instructional video, but just those two teams. David Hall is Monday. Jim Harbaugh's last game at Michigan. Yes, it is. Whether suspension or he's moving to the NFL, it's his last game. The shame has got to be an L. Hatchet man has spoken. We go back to Rico. David Tepper, the cantankerous owner of the Panthers, has now been fined $300,000 for throwing a drink at a heckler Jaguar fan. Here's my question. Is it wrong to think that this man's behavior and temper is actually going to make it harder for him to find people to run his football team. Absolutely. Okay, then. It's not even that, Mike. It, what, it's uh, would be the third or fourth coach uh, try in three the years? Si- try the wow. sixth. Try so, the sixth. Yeah. Now, the only th- problem I had with the fine, you should have just gave it to the person you threw the drink on. Exactly. Yes. It's going to a charity. Like, the person who got the drink thrown on them got nothing out of this. Sorry, but you're going to get seasoned. You're going to get something because we got to make this up to you. If you're about the fans, then be about the fans, especially when you got a the, the drunk owner out there tossing drinks around. And we go to Kenny Cott for the last question what? of the uh, – what? Excellent segue. There we go. What's wrong? Rico talking about the drunk guy, and then you pass it to me. This has nothing right. to do with that. Excellent. And because it's not Rico, a noted MSU alum, me, a noted MSU alum, or David, a noted pastor and Michigan Wolverine scumbag. You are an outsider, so you're getting this question. No response from the peanut gallery. Kenny Cott, next Monday night, will you acknowledge and dignify Michigan's national championship? I will because they're now one of us. They're involved in the mud. They're down with the dirty programs like Georgia and Alabama, anybody down south. Welcome welcome to the club, guys. One of us. One of us. Gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed a little football today with a twist. That was fun. The all-family edition. Wait, wait, wait. I got one for you real quick. What? Mikey, where is your rooting interest for the Giants this weekend? Eagles by a million. The I Eagles? Ho- I hope every Giant gets diarrhea. Do not win this game and F up a top five pick. Please. You've proven your point. You're a bunch of gym class heroes. You love Coach Dayball. Just do us all a solid lay down and die. Just die. I don't mean literally die. I just mean professionally don't play well. Danny Stop Cutlass, trying. Danny Cutlass comes in for the game-winning no, drive. I, 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 <laughs> will, I would take a personal day. Hey, Mike still didn't make it back from New York. Huh? No. 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 Mike has locked himself in the Statue of Liberty's crown. <laughs> If they go from five to nine because they win a meaningless game, no. And that is now football. Now we're done. And that's football today. All right. Good talk. Uh, four o'clock. It's great to have you with us. And the topic of the day, it's a good one. And people are into it. And we're doing it preemptively. See, we like being proactive, not reactive. We know what went down in Dallas. And if you're looking for the Michigan stuff, we we weaved it into all four hours yesterday. That's all available, odyssey.com rewind. Um, we've stayed away from the negative today because, I, honestly, there's nothing left for me to say. 
Your president, your AD, your coach, and your players are all delusional and tone deaf, and I'm not interested. J.J. McCarthy's comments today were hilarious. But I don't need to go there. Oh, you know, we we started sign stealing because uh, Ohio State in 2019 was stealing our stuff. J.J. weren't even there in 19. Second of all, I thought you, the players, didn't even know the sign stealing was going on. That's what we were told. Oh, but we did it the right way. Oh, okay. Sure you did. Do me a favor. Pass on answering the question. Yeah, we're, they're just trying to level the playing field. Just say, you should ask Coach Harbaugh. That's above my pay grade. I'm focused on playing for a national title. Respectfully. Appreciate the question. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Because if we're going to go down this and he's going to answer all these questions, maybe somebody could ask Blake Corn about his LLC again. Maybe they could ask JJ. JJ, real quick. Talk about that illegal recruiting trip you went on when you were about to decommit for Michigan and Harbaugh Cheeburger, because that's why he's up for a level one. Yeah. But see, if we're hey, not by gonna, the way, why was Connor Stalling sitting right behind your bench? So my point is, if we're not going to ask those questions, don't have the press conference. And I don't need to go here. And the kid just played a great game. I don't want. I don't want to do it because all that's going to be the off season. Go win your national title, just please. But the delusion. It is, it's a psychological disorder. It really is. So we're going a different direction, which is Dan Campbell versus Dan Gamble. Now, you guys love the aggression. Some of you love all of it. Some of you love some of it. So I need you to make your declaration right here, right now, not after the playoff game, not during, but right now. Are you all in on Dan Gamble? Now, look, we all are in on the head coach. Saying you're all in means you give him carte blanche to make whatever zany, riverboat gambler, analytics-driven, temper-driven, insanity-driven gambles he's going to take. Because the aggression, you believe it helps more than it hurts. If you're all out, well, you still want him to coach your team. You just wish he'd be more tactical. You wish that in certain moments, like... I don't know, two-point conversion from the seven. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and kick that ball. You know what? Second quarter, we just got away with murder. CD fumbled it into the end zone. The fake punt, which was crazy, worked. Let's get points. Let's not walk away empty-handed here. See, that's why I'm all out on the Dan Gamble thing. Because I like the game run a different way. I think the elite teams play a different way. And analytics have to be a part of what you do in 2024. But analytics are dangerous. I think you get seduced by them. They don't factor in that they're men, not machines. They don't factor in matchups. They don't factor in the player. They don't factor in weather, injuries, none of it. Mm -hmm. All it is is an algorithmic decision. I don't believe that's how football's played. So I'm all out on the gamble thing. So, look, no one's right or wrong. It's about identifying where the people are at. And overwhelmingly, people are all in on Dan Campbell's alter ego. I and that's fine. I'm willing to stand, not alone, but I'll be in the minority on this. I think they're, they're, they want this, Mike, because it's been decades of ineptitude here in Detroit. And you get to experience fun things and touchdown plays and exciting football. And it's... It is gambling. It, you get caught up in the euphoria and the emotion. Oh, my goodness, look what we just did. It's going to cost you. But it's it's to go with that one caller, it's better to have loved and lost oh than my. to never have loved at all. 
Wow. Fantastic. For three decades, you got nothing. And now you get a home playoff game. You're locked into the third seed. You may get, you know, Matthew Stafford coming back to Detroit. And you get to play against the prodigal son. You get to, it's the, it'll be probably the best week of radio ever. The whole Jared Goff versus Matthew Stafford. Well, this is embargo. Let's go to, uh, not on this show, it ain't. <laughs> go to Ron, 97.1. Ronnie, what's going on, bud? Hey, happy new year, guys. Same happy to you. New year. Um, yeah, here's my take. I, I am a, I'm all out. And the reason I'm all out is, and I was all in the first two years. But that's because we weren't the better team the first two years. We we needed to resort to some tricks here and there. But we are the better team most weeks. I, I'd even say 15, 16 weeks of the season, we're the better team. We don't need to resort to tricks all the time. I, I think Campbell gave Dallas way too much credit, thinking, you know, we can't beat them in overtime, where I completely disagree. I think we had all the momentum. I, you know, Dallas really only scored one touchdown drive other than that freak lucky play that, uh, you know, Barnes missed a tackle. I, I think we have the advantage in overtime. I'm okay from the two-yard line. Absolutely not from the seven. We're the better team now. We don't need to resort to this anymore. Uh, Ron, I'm with you. And, again, I'm I'm the same guy who will tell you in today's game, as long as they haven't outlawed the uh, brotherly shove, fourth and an inch midfield, of course I'm going for it. Fourth and an inch on the goal line? Nah, I'm not going to kick a field goal. I'm, I'm going to go. But this other stuff? No. I, I don't have a need for it. I, I'm with you. I, I think this team is quality. I think they're built right. I I, um, I just feel like you, you should have graduated from some of this stuff. It's an unnecessary step. But to me, to me. But I'm a little more old school with it. I, I'm with you. But you're on board. I have to be because I, I like what I see. I like how Lions fans, man, it's, Mike, it's a different feeling down at Ford Field where you believe in this team. and I do. I, I can't take that away from the people. So you don't have to take you, it away. You, that means, you know what? You got to go with Dan Gamble. I know it's always going to be a love-hate thing for me. So it'd be dishonest for me to say I'm all in because there will always be points I'm going to cr- criticize and critique it because I don't think it's the best way to run a team. I, I think he does nine out of ten things right these guys run through a wall for him. He is respected. He is a good football coach. Mm-hmm. It is this one singular personality trait of his mm-hmm. that drives me nuts. Go to Ryan, 97.1. Hi, Ryan. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, good Ryan. What's going on? Hey, well, Mike, you need a little bit of love here, man. I'm all with you. Uh, I'm no football coach. I'm not a great football mind by any means. But watching all the games, I believe he's cost us more than he's want us and uh part of the reason part of the reason why i disagree with uh, rico on the what got us here is that and also um i think he motivates the players other ways um i mean these players are smart do we really believe that all these players agree with all of these uh gambles he's done that's a tough question man I mean, at the end of the game, when you tell your team, listen, we're going to go down the field and score, we're going to go for two and win the game, hell yes, they agree with that. Yeah, I mean, because I think it's more of a, you just got to trust the process and hope that coach knows what he's doing and what he's talking about. Yeah, well, the play the play from the two, I'm all in. Seven, that is a whole different ball game right there. You're taking out the run. 
it, it's so much harder. Even from the four, I believe it was so much harder. It was. And I don't understand why we have to pick between the two. Why can't we just be in the middle? And because uh, he is, he's a great coach. Um, but he doesn't he does. want. He does not want to operate in the middle. See, that's the thing. It, like, listen, Ryan, guys like you and me, I think we're moderates on this. I'm not a person who wants, um, you know, Wyoming head coach Craig Bowl and that level of conservatism. That's a guy that on fourth and an inch from the 40 in positive territory punts the ball. No, 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 no. I'm in the middle. Times to be aggressive, times not. But I don't ever lose my mind with this stuff. If you're all in on Dan Campbell, you are all the way in. He can do whatever he wants, and you're never going to get upset by it. Plenty of you are not upset with what he did from the seven or the four. I differ. So that's okay, but I don't think it's wrong for me to say I'm out. I will never, ever subscribe to that line of decision-making, ever. No, and I'm all in only because I was given two choices. That's right. And choice a nasty game, isn't your, it? Right. Your choice is if you play ultra conservative or you just play conservative and you do things like every other coach, I don't think – I think he loses his edge because that's not him. That's not what he does. Okay. That's fine. It's, 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 uh-oh. David, you okay? Oh, my – is he – is he choking? Kenny, help the guy. Kenny <laughs> – Kenny's just like, well. Kenny's sitting there with that stupid smile on his face, and D- David's gagging. Kenny's like, it's the coffee. Kenny's like, I always wanted to be producer. David, do you need any help? I'm oh, sorry. Hey, David. Here, David, take a sip of water. <laughs> David, if you need help, clearly say, Kenneth, please come and help me. If you don't, I'm just going to let you keep coughing. David, currently choking. Kenny. That doesn't help the problem, David. <laughs> All right, go go get some water. Kenny, will you please hop on the board so David can get his life together? David on the ticket text, then back to the calls. You guys want to mix in a little college football blitz later in the hour? I'm not against it. Just sure. making sure we, we go back and forth. And, David, if you want to mix a couple Michigan things into that blitz, go ahead. Yeah, you could talk about the flight of the Bama Crimson Tide players hitting the portal left and right. Serious no. Uh, no seven I'm, players. I'm being serious. David, you think Harbaugh's last game is Monday, right? Yes. Do you think Saban's got more than one? Do you think Saban's got one year left? He hates the portal. He hates NIL. Uh, he's 70 something. You know what? You know, Miss Terry's in his ear going, get your ass home. It's time to go on the boat. I think that's why he was so angry because he really wanted to go out with a bang. At least if he lost in the title game. Well, then get a quarterback who can throw a forward pass. And and that was the frustration. Like, oh my God, this is so simple. Center. You can't live on deep the ball shots. to quarterback. Can't why is on, it so difficult? Can't live on deep shots. How about hiking the ball? David. I'm all in on Campbell. He's done nothing. I'm sorry. We are losing David. Like this is, we may need to go to the bullpen and go to the bearded white guy because David, are you okay? Did you eat a bad almond or something? He's done. Okay. Take a text next segment. I told Kenny last night, this was me last night, all last night. I almost texted him and saying, look, you may have to do this. I may answer phones. It's better to do that and sound this way than Kenny. Yeah. Going to the bullpen. Go to the righty. Get, get him out. He's th- he's throwing grapefruits out here. Yeah. 
David's out. We're doing a live in-segment <laughs> switch. David to phones. Kenny on the ticket text. Kenny, you need some warm-up reps. No, hey, hey. No, no warm-ups. Sit down and start reading. We'll get to Kenny momentarily as he gets set up. All right, we'll go to Ann, 97.1. Hello, Ann. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Happy Excellent. New Year. So what's Happy going New on? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Well, I got to say, I'm in my 70s. I watched the Lions my whole life. And we had season tickets for 20 years. I watch almost every NFL game. I like Campbell, but when you're down in Dallas at their end of the field, you got to take a field goal. You've tried three times. You can't get the ball in. You go for a field goal. And then at the last, when we were, you know, when we should have won the game and we did win the game, and then he goes for the two-point conversion for the third time, and they throw it to a third-string tight end that I've never even heard of. Amen. Amen. I mean, I think that's ridiculous. I mean, I'm, you know, I can see people get upset, but, my God, I've watched them my whole life. You know, I've struggled with them, and that's really important. I think they need to know when I watched every game Sunday, any, any NFL game I could watch, Nobody, when they were down near the other end, playing in this important time of year, they didn't go for a touchdown when they were down at their end. They took the field goal. Lions had three chances to get the ball in, and then they go for a fourth time, you know, and don't kick the field goal. I mean, that could have won it. So let me ask you the question, Uh, and I agree with a lot of what you're saying. So are you you willing to overlook all that, you're all in on the risk-taking, or you're all out, that there are some reckless decisions that are made, and it's not fair to gloss over them. Yeah, I like I like Campbell. I like his, you know, his spirit and stuff. But I think we're now down in an important time of year, and these games are so important. And to keep going and try, you know, making these wild, crazy decisions. Yep. And then after they took our win away, he goes for it again. I mean, kick. You know, your team is doing well. You've just scored. Take the extra point. You know, don't just put the whole game on a third-string tight end. I thought that was awful. It was, and it was. Mm-hmm. It total, and that's my point. But understand, and Ann, I know you know this. There are a lot of Lions fans who, like Kenny, like Rico, like David, they're willing to take the bad with the good because they believe in that way of running the game. I'll never be able to just go. Well, you know, light disagreement with it. That's light disagreement. <laughs> I wanted to light my television on fire going for it. You go full Kelsey. You know, I didn't like what I heard on the radio today. Then turn it off. I just don't think it's fair. Well, who asked you? My point, sorry. Was just, I can never blindly overlook some of these decisions he's making, which means I have to be all out. I can't be mad at you because I, I do think that it's going to frustrate me. Some of it's reckless. I, I'm it sorry. Is. It, it's absolutely reckless. He, he, 
he went full Dan Gamble on that that third. Right, Dan going Campbell for two. is tactically aggressive. Right, Dan Gamble right. is. He told Dan Campbell, "Sit down, I got this. We're doing it again, uh, Coach. Maybe sit down. I know what I'm talking about. All right. Well, who's our fourth Don't string care. tight end? That's who's going to win this the game. Let's go to Joe ninety seven one. What's up, Joe? Hey guys. You know what, Mike? You're not alone. When the question is posed, unless you embrace every single decision this guy makes, including those that border on lunacy, then I got to be all out. I like to go for two. I don't like him sending Skipper, skipping all up on the ref, confusing the ref. Three guys already there. He makes the fourth. Okay, so then you got to kick it once, once they overrule it. And then what you do in the future you have much less success for trick plays, gadget plays, unexpected plays, because every other coach in the league now thinks this guy is absolutely nuts. There is nothing that is going to fool anybody anywhere. And if you, if you pose it like that, i got to be out, because I think 80% of the people agree that going for two is fine, but 90% of the people say once you don't get it, you got to kick the point and yeah. go into overtime well and again the one that drove me equally as nuts as going forward from the seven and then the four was not taking the field goal in the second quarter of a defensive battle where you just got a gift that cd lamb fumbled it out of the end zone you then fake a punt that explodes for 31 yards at that point you have to walk from that drive with points and he didn't he YOLO'd it from the, whatever it was, the six-yard line on fourth and goal. I'm going, why? I mean, you, you just one time take the points, man. So that's why, as much as I like him, uh, as far as his use of analytics, I'm I'm all out. I, I, it's not for me. And look, you could say, well, all right, smartass, what are you going to do if it's fourth and four from the 40? Well, I'm going because I can't kick a 57-yarder. That's not analytics. That's I hate my kicker. Or my kicker's a bum. So I'm or, a, uh, that's or, okay, though. No, no, or, but, Mike, here's the thing. If your defense is playing well the way that they were, it's now a field position game. But that's what analytics doesn't – why am I yelling at you and pointing at you? I am so sorry. You don't that's, like me. Let, I'm, let's walk it back. You that's know, a, Mike, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like what I just heard. I, I just – that's what analytics doesn't take into account. It doesn't take into account the style of game it is. Right. It's just Johnny Five spitting out a number. Does not compute. Does not compute. That's not how the game is played. Right. I'm going to play a field position game, and if my defense is doing something, I, I'm, I'm paying a punter a lot of money. Can you put him inside the 10, and hopefully we can get a three and out and get the ball back first and 10 from the 50? That's what, that's what I would do. Hey, you want an interesting note before we just go back to the Lions calls? Just to show you we are truly living in idiocracy, like we're in the upside down. Did you see Harvard's president resigned? Yeah. And the thing that got her wasn't obviously some of the things she said and didn't said, but she plagiarized some of her work. So she turned in her letter of resignation today. One problem. It seems like she plagiarized that too. But you know what? At that point... I mean, what what planet do I live on? No, at that point, you've already been embarrassed. Yeah, <laughs> middle finger. And I would say, there's news stories. You may everywhere. want to Google that. Yeah, dude. Here, let me explain how this is gonna work. Where you won't plagiarize anything. 
I'm out. Regards, Claudine. (laughs) Oh, my. I may not even change the name. I would have just kept it. Oh, God. We are living in the upside down. You were already embarrassed. You were already fired. And they got you for play, you know, 50 examples of plagiarizing work, which you've thrown 27 students out of school for. You're never going to get hired again. So you (laughs) might as well really burn it down. They ran her letter through a plagiarism program. (laughs) Not only that, see, I, Kenny, even you have to laugh. And I'm not invested in this. Like I, it was just something where it's like, well, I guess she's gonna lose her job. I'm, I'm staying. I'm steering clear of this deal. At that point, screw it. Just plagiarize everything. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Right. Your, and, your resignation. And on top of that, evil. the final paragraph. If you look at the first letter of every line, it will probably have a message for you. There you go. <laughs> the little orphan Annie decoder. <laughs> right. All right. Now we're gonna try Kenny on ticket text because David, David is struggling today, and I thought we we're gonna lose him. Uh, go ahead, Kenny. But before we do, uh, you stuck me in a room with a dying man over here. Okay, I just want to. Well, first of all, I didn't put you in there. You're free to. What, I'm going to go back to the penalty box. box yeah. Doug and Scott put you in. Yeah, the penalty box. We have respect. See, Doug and Scott and Kang, they don't think enough of you to bring you in here. Mm. Oh, Kenny's out with the unwashed masses. Well, you you want that? No, I, with Kang in here, I wouldn't be able to get a word in edgewise anyway. So it's his show. Well, it is his show. Hey, he collects. So here's the deal. I'm just making a point. If you don't want to sit in the room with David, no, go, no, go no, in the bullpen. All good. It's all good. It's all good. Now I read love the David. damn text and don't play. <laughs> I am in. We are in. Stop questioning MCDC LFG. A lot of letters there. Now, hold on. Time out. When you stop questioning things, you become a lemming. I think that's the most dangerous thing you can do as a human being, much less a sports fan. When you stop questioning things. No, of course we get to question. He made decisions that the very math he lives by doesn't support. It's okay to question that. Right, but if you question somebody, that means you're a hater. I mean, listening to how many people are attacking Jim Costa for what happened, the, the exchange of him and Dan Campbell yesterday. Well, he was being disrespectful. And look at the way I was like, guys, he he did his job. And I know not a lot of people do their job in this industry anymore where you actually ask tough questions and you actually say how you feel. Dan Campbell, but Mike, it amazed me. I had to sit there and defend cookies. Like, to who? Why are you? People, people are angry. Like, who? oh, this is disrespectful. I'm who? not getting enough. Ooh. Give me a name. No. Rhyme I'm, it. I'm, I'm smart enough not to do that. Rhyme it. No. Turn your microphone off. Tell me privately. No. Just- Come on. Who the hell could be mad at Jim? What the hell? Now, listen. I'll, I'll, I'll beat up on Jim when he acts like a jerk. He's got a very smarmy disposition. The point is... He didn't do anything wrong to Campbell. Campbell was like, no, say what you want to say. He said it. Campbell's like, we're good. What's the problem? Yeah, I mean, it, who was mad at Jim? Oh, just we, uh, I guess Evan put the stuff up there. You look at the, some of the comments. And this well, oh, like, well, there's God. your first mistake. What, reading the comments? Yeah, who cares? Sometimes it's entertaining. Hey, comments. <laughs> like you've never seen one of the Rico clapbacks, though. They're pretty legendary when they happen. What, what do you mean? When somebody says something that Rico finds unpleasing, he'll uh, he'll expose them on Twitter. It's fantastic. That's not the right one. <laughs> exactly. What do you what do you what do you do to people? What are you he doing? He body bags people, dude. What are you doing? I don't do anything. 
just, you're supposed to be this whole God-fearing I man, am. and I got Kenny telling me you're body-bagging people? And I say nothing disrespectful. It's just we just have a difference of opinion. I just express it in a better way that they can't do All it. All right, Kenny, you'll have to show me some of this. I don't like some of this illicit activity. This is... <laughs> Scandalous. There's a couple of your mothers in there. That's oh, all. No, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There's all right, your Kenny, go ahead. Take a text. Dan Campbell coach is like, I pick my parlays to lose. That's from Aaron Waterford. That's a little strong, but okay. All out. His awful game decisions cost them more than they help. Not taking the field goal, tied in the first half, two points from the seven, the fake punt against Green Bay, etc. That's from Mike. I think there's enough bad that you can have a conversation of how much is it really worth? How much good versus how much bad? Are we really gaining tangible advantage? And I I just don't agree with his level of aggression. It's too much. Too much. It's been 30 years. I don't feel like there's anything to lose. I'm all aboard the bullet train full steam ahead. All right, but hold on. See, Rico, what do you make of this? People using the Lions past as a justification for what I deem to be a flawed present. Like, I think they're good. I think they're a really good football team. It is, Mike, but it's the catch-22. Why are they a good football team? Because they're built right. They're built right, but a lot of it has to do with the way he coaches. I think if you want to coach the way he coaches, you better have a superstar quarterback. No, no, but I mean a superstar quarterback who's got legs, though. Here's the thing. Because it's his aggressive style that's different because you've had Hall of Famers and you didn't have these type of results. Because you were never built right. Never had a running game. Never had no line. I mean, you, you had a you had Hall of Fame right. running back. Nothing happened. You had a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Nothing happened. You've had people on this team. You just never got it you, right. You really attribute the success to him shaking the dice. I think he did something that no other coach has been able or GM. He actually, he and Brad Holmes actually changed the culture. Now, where this culture is going to take you, I don't know. But this is not the same Lions team. You've said it. I've said it. We've all said it. This is a different team. It's a. Di- it took me a while to finally say, you know what? I I don't expect them to go out and lose at, at some catastrophic way every Sunday. You let's actually go, expect them to win. Let's go to Casey, 97-1. What's up, Case? Oh, hey. Hold on a second. Oh, they got me. Sorry, I'm underneath the car right now. Oh, hey, no. Uh, so, um, yeah, yeah, working on my rear suspension. Um, anyway, uh, so anyway, happy Pure Michigan Wednesday to you guys. Um, I'm all in on Dan Gamble, and uh, I'd like to argue that he might be heralded as uh, you know, a guy who historically changed the approach to football. Um, but I got a thought. You know, you know that guy, uh, Sean McVay, who used to uh, have the guy who would pull him back from the sidelines? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the get-back get coach. coach. Yeah. That's the guy. Okay. Yeah, so, like, you know, I feel like Dan might need a guy who, like, runs along the sidelines with him and, like, in some random moment, if, like, he's he's maybe going to go and do something crazy, maybe he puts him in a headlock, I don't know, you know, but, like, maybe he needs to get back, Coach, to help him out. Well, uh, I encourage you to find that person because the man is built like a tank, and I really don't know who's telling that man to get back. Now, if you're going to go shopping at the, uh, you know, Mr. Olympia, or you want to find, like, a dude like they got in Philly with that Dominic. Uh, oh, the security guy. Yeah. Now, you want to find a guy like that? Maybe. Now, I don't know how long that list's going to be if people are going to tell Dan Campbell to get back. Is he going to listen? That's the thing. I don't think it's, it's not the size. It's, it's rather. Dan Campbell looks like he deadlifts in his sleep. 
Correct. Uh, Who the hell is telling him to get back? No, no. But if if you can find that person that he actually listens to. Good. Uh, Let me know how your search goes. All right, to the people. Um, if you want to do Odyssey.com Rewind, a little football blitz, uh, we, you know, again, the JJ commentary, I don't know. I just, I'm more interested in the Lions stuff. I thought his comments were absurd, but basically it is what it is. Your president, your AD, your coach, and your players, they're all delusional. And it works for them. It's why they're going to win the natty. They actually believe their own nonsense. But J.J. getting up there talking about, you know what, we started stealing signs because OSU was doing it in 19 and 20. How would you know you weren't there? Second of all, how would you know we were told the players had no clue? Oh, all the players did it the right way. You know what? Here's an idea. Just play. Okay? Just play. And we'll deal with all that in the offseason. I don't need to hear it. Oh, he also says that if the Natty's vacated, it won't change what they accomplished. Sure. Cool. I told them they're welcome in the mud with us, man. If you want to be cheaters, you can be cheaters just like us. Nobody's going to deny it. Kenny robbed the policeman's pension. It doesn't change that he's wealthy. Nope. It actually does. Back-to-back natties. But I donate a lot of money to charity with the stolen money that I got. I buy kids toys. Therefore, it doesn't matter. I'm a terrible owner. I'm Nino Brown. I'm giving out turkeys on Thanksgiving. Perfect. So, look, we've stayed away from it because there's much more fun topics. And we'll get into the football of Michigan and Washington, where I do believe you're going to body bag Washington. Rico is standing firm. He's been a UW guy all year. Respect. I think it's orbital orbital ramming speed. And I did someone just die out in the bullpen I, area? It, some, I heard that too. David, could you check right. on that for us? Did something bad just happen? What is... These are supposed to be soundproof walls. I just heard the loudest noise Yeah, I'm not used to outside. hearing a scream. I don't know what was worse, the scream or Powers just sauntering by, looking at his phone, acknowledging nothing. Evan's yelling, I guess. I'm not sure at oh, what. okay. We can update that story oh, maybe it's, later Maybe on. it's the uh, Howard bet. A, a developing story. All right, let's go to the people. Uh, get back on task. We'll go to Luke, 97.1. What's up, Luke? Hey, Mike. What's up, buddy? How are you, sir? Hey, um... I'm doing fantastic. So <clears throat> I'm all on the MCDC uh, powertrain, man. You know, and I'm not going to go back into history. I've been on hold here a while, so I, I've changed my take about five times. But I, I am on board. Um, <clears throat> what I want to say, though, is you had mentioned, you know, other teams don't play reckless like this, teams like San Francisco and the Chiefs and uh, whoever, out uh, Baltimore. But I think this is where, you know, talent is greater than grit and that's kind of what this team and this roster is built off of that's what the coaches ensued into this team is you know it's just a gritty gritty team and I think Dan Campbell realizes that and although some of his play calls may be reckless and decisions may be reckless I guess but it's the play calling this season that's had my you know had me scratch my head more than anything man like um just one example is it's it's first and goal to go why is Jameer Gibbs in the game, and why is why isn't David Montgomery in the backfield and pounding the rock, running downhill? Because that's what he does best. That's why we got him. And I just can't get past uh, play calls like that. So yeah. uh, that was my take. And yeah, I guess and, and, and Luke, it, Luke, you highlight something that I think a lot of people have missed is that for all the good Ben Johnson has done, Ben Johnson in the red zone specifically has been rough. 
A yeah. lot and of those critical red zone play call. It has been rough. So let me say one last thing about Dan Campbell. And I mean, there's one thing that I know ain't happening, but I don't know what's going on in that headset of his. But part of me really wishes that he's got Motley Crue playing in there, and it's it's blaring the wild side, baby. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. <laughs> but no, I mean to to get back to the Ben Johnson point is like. You can be a really good offensive coordinator. He is. But a lot of when people call up, uh, what was he doing from the 11? What was he doing at the 6? What was that call on the 2? Wait, Ben Johnson, red zone, yikes. Mm-hmm. A lot of real questionable stuff. Why are we running a slow developing play with Jameer Gibbs in an obvious rundown where people can can slice and dice and jump a gap? And there, There's a lot of that. No, because at that point, that's why I think you just need to turn around, hand the ball off to David Montgomery, and just say, David, end zone, go find it. You know to play that I'd love to see him break back out in the red zone. People will go, that you can't possibly. You remember when they actually ran a read option and Goff kept it? Uh-huh. Think about a high-leverage situation with Gibbs in the backfield. You're in the shotgun. No defender in his right mind is going to respect Jared Goff. No. On that play. That should have been your two-point play. Uh, I'm just throwing it out there. like That's your Super Bowl-winning two-point play. We all yucked it up when that play happened and went, wow, nobody on that defense. Because you can't. You can't (laughs) respect Goff and still effectively stop the play. I would love to see them bring it back out where it's like, no, Jared, seriously? Read the D-end. He's going to crash down and take Jameer out. Just keep it. Kenny. And then waddle your way in the end zone. How comfortable are you? You need a two-point conversion play to get into the Super Bowl. You run this play that Mike is saying, ball in Jared Goff's hands, but he's not going to give it up. He is going to run it in for the two-point conversion. Run it on fourth and one, but do not let a game hinge on that decision. If you want to do it on fourth and one, fine. No, but if the saying, Super okay. Bowl lies on that one the play, Super no. Bowl. All eyes are on you. You're in Santa Clara, California. Wow. The Lions if they score the two-point conversion, there's eight seconds left in the game. Not o- not only are you taking a risk running a play there, but you're taking two risks by running that play there. But, but so remember, no. remember, if you get it, nobody thought they were throwing to Decker. Just like nobody. No DN I don't in think, football yeah. would sit there and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, Fred Warner's not in there talking to Bosa. Let hey, me, watch out. For, right. Watch let's out for protect Cole. the backside here. Jared may get out the gate. Right. right. They're not pulling the whole, hey, let's act like that's Jalen Hurts. Nope. That was against the Cowboys, though. We're talking about getting into the Super Bowl. That's the difference between Dan Gamble and the Riverboat Gambler guy that we all are uncomfortable with. Okay. 248-539-9797. David, you okay? Uh, David, I, uh, David is far from okay. back here. <laughs> not going good. <laughs> well, let me speak. <laughs> the problem is if you keep making him laugh, it's making it worse. Okay. Let's go to Chad, 97.1. Chad, what's going on, buddy? Hey, thanks for taking the call. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm all out on Gamble. Um, it's like he doesn't use the three and a half hours of football that's been played in front of his eyes to make decisions. It's like he's playing a board game and rolling the dice. And let me give you two examples. 
I get really sick of hearing people say, I've already heard a couple of people call up and say, well, yeah, he learned under Sean Payton, you know, he, he kicked an outside kick to, to start the Super Bowl. Yeah, guess what Sean Payton would have done if there was an offside and, it, and there was a flag thrown and the officials decided that, that there had to be a re-kick because the Saint was offside. Do you know what Payton would have done? He wouldn't have tried to onside it again. He would have kicked it deep. Good coaches analyze what's going on in the game and use that to help them make a decision. Let's use Harbaugh on Saturday. My first thought was, I don't want to go to overtime. But Harbaugh made the right decision. He never hesitated. No, we're kicking an extra point. That's because right. he analyzed what was going on in the game. And he said, and, dominating. And Chad, real quick, I agree with you. Just like I said. If in that overtime, Alabama scored that touchdown, I'm saying, Nick, you better go for two because if you keep playing this out, You'll lose. you have no shot chance think, at beating I think, I think both of you are spot on. I had zero doubt in my mind that when that game went to overtime, Michigan was winning. Michigan is built for overtime. Yep. Alabama wasn't. But that's Harbaugh not blindly using a computer. That's reading what's in front of him. See, I'm with Chad on this. The, the analytics – do not take into account the matchup, the flow of the game, injuries. It, it doesn't take account anything. It is just data. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's a good way to run a game. I don't. Well, because with the analytics, you take the emotion out of the game. But I think sometimes you have to get the feel of the game. What's the wind blowing like? What's the weather? What's the field condition? There's a lot of different things that analytics can't give you. And that was one where, you know what? You're too emotionally charged, and things aren't going your way. Take a deep breath, kick the extra point, regroup, and get ready for overtime. All right, so while we are going to continue with what I think is a very engaging and largely a fun topic, which is this Lions and Dan Campbell, Dan Gamble, I mean, Beanie kind of baited us into it. So that, that, that happened right before the show where JJ's comments and ESPN has covered it. And he was asked about a vacated national title. He was asked about the scandal, so you can't call it Sparty Radio. But I'm going to say it to you again. It's just more it comes from the program. It's the delusion. First of all, we were told the players didn't know anything. So, J.J., how do you know about sign stealing? How do you know what was going on in 19 and 20 when you weren't there? How do you know, oh, well, We were just trying to catch up to everybody. Well, the whole point wasn't about sign stealing. Everyone knows people steal signs. It's how you did it. That's like saying everyone likes money. How you obtain it is a different matter. So, again, it's it's the light show with a border collie act. Second of all, the whole thing about, well, you know, would, would a vacated title affect their accomplishment? And he says, no. Well, first of all, what do you want the kid to say? Yes. The whole point is his opinion on it means nothing. He's a player on this team. He has a job to do. He dedicates his life to football. Now, the problem I have is acting as if these players on this roster did not benefit from the cheating. They did, period. So I no longer care about your opinion. So you can go win the national title, and you can take a great trip to Houston. I hope fans go. I hope if you guys out there have a origin story that's like me and my dad, or you know, it, it, it's this quest 
Go. Take the trip. Frame the photo. Do your thing. I've never asked you not to have fun, told you not to do it. But putting J.J. up there, you know, here's an idea. Hey, J.J., any comment that you're the reason your coach has a level one violation for illegal COVID recruiting? Because you were the cheeseburger. You know, like, how about that? So we didn't want to go that route. Why? Because it comes off as nasty and it comes off as sour grapes. And it's like, no, I just, I don't even think it's worth talking about. But Beanie yeah. baited us. No. So he's gonna get he's gonna get the chair to the spine when I see him at five thirty. Here's the thing, too, the whole well everybody does it as a it's You know what Beanie okay. rhymes with? Leany. If you get caught for speeding doing eighty and a seventy, that's different from doing a hundred and twenty and a seventy. Different levels of punishment. As Danny, well everybody speeds. As, everybody doesn't do hundred twenty. As Danny Cannell put it, Florida State, former QB. Cover three podcast, also CBS Sports. They cheated their balls off for the last three years. Close quote. Full stop. If it's you versus everybody, cool. Don't acknowledge what everyone else is saying and just say, you know what? Ask Coach Harbaugh. I'm focused on bringing a national title to Michigan. Done. Respect. But don't, don't. We were told you knew nothing. Yet now you're Walter Cronkite over here giving us the oral history of cheating at Michigan. Don't do that. Right. <laughs> Whole thing's ridiculous. I mean, go play, go win it. But I, I don't, you don't, if it's Michigan versus everybody, you get to be happy mm -hmm. and you don't get to tell anyone that they need to validate you. I've told you that since day one. So go win it. <laughs> go to dinner, go take the picture. I'm going to bet on Michigan just like I did against Bama. If you win the natty, I win money. If you don't, it's like I paid for you to lose. It's a perfect emotional hedge for me. Same thing I did with the Eagles in the Super Bowl. I hate the Eagles. Yeah. I may hate the Eagles almost as much as I hate Michigan. So almost. you bet the Eagles. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, man. Coffee. Sorry. Needed a sip. Here's the real topic of the day. Dan Campbell. Now the dust is settled from this weekend. He is not going to change. He is who he is, and many of you love it unconditionally. That Dan Campbell's alter ego is Dan Gamble. He is going to be hyper-aggressive. I remember there was a story, ah, it might be 15, 20 years ago, of a high school coach in Texas who refused to punt the football. That it was math-driven. We're going to go for it every time. I remember that. We do not kick. Uh, we do not punt. Uh, we have somebody to come on for extra points, but even then we go for two most of the time. And and he was seen as a nut. He was probably a little ahead of his time, but he was extreme. I think Dan Campbell is extreme. So understanding that, are you all in that even at his most extreme of decisions, i.e. going for two from the seven, which is – going to hurt your ability to win by about 15% according to the numbers that you say it doesn't matter. I'm all in on Dan Campbell. I love playing this way. Or are you all out? Not on Dan Campbell as a coach, but on the Dan Gamble portion of it. That this is not how football's played. That this is hurting the team. That you can already envision one of these decisions ending your season. And that you wish he'd be more tactical in his aggression. That's what we've talked about. People are into it. It's been a good conversation. There's no right or wrong. I think you have an absolute 
I think you have every right. It's a lot like the Michigan thing in that you have every right to enjoy it. I've never told you not to. But don't tell me to like the same dessert you do. <laughs> you're having fun. I think you're cheating scumbags. It's all a win because it's content. It's beautiful. Anything from you in your fashion hat? No. You nailed it. I, I just think it's funny. Got to say, that, that's a loud hat you got today. Really? Gold brim. Red Niners. I mean, that's loud. It's a Christmas gift. It, I, mean, I didn't say it's ugly. It says loud. Oh, where? <laughs> when did that? When was that drop? Earlier born? today. You said that today? I did. Yeah, you did. What was he talking about? Do you remember, David? He's on the phone. Yeah, you said that earlier today. Who said it? Yeah. <laughs> you said it. Right. Let's go to the people. Reed is going to bat lead off in the five o'clock. Hi, Reed. Hey, Mike Rico. What's up, boys? What's going hey. on, brother? Fun topic today. Um, a lot of good points on both sides, which is why it's fun. But I think I'd have to go with um, Dave and Rico on this with uh, Dan Gamble um, for a different uh, reasoning. I agree with all everything they said. But I think another element of why this Lions team is going to be dangerous in the playoffs is just think about all the preparation on the opponent's side you have to do when you know the team you're playing against is just doing all of this crazy stuff, all these different trick plays, going for it from all these different um, yardages. Like every player on the other yeah. team has to hit their assignments or else or else uh, they're screwed. Yeah, so I, I think, think every I think team you is have, taking their boots. I think you have a lot of credibility to the point, Reed, that you are hard to defend, that it does make the opponent nervous, that you do increase the odds of it going wrong. But remember, Reed, if, if, let me ask you a question. If you had this spitball. Like, you're just sitting here, we're having a beer, and I'm like, all right, how many good gambles has he made versus how many bad? What do you think those numbers would be at percentage-wise? And how big of an advantage do you think he's given you? God, it's so close. See? And I think because it's so close is why I'm erring on the side of gamble because I don't think they're the best team, obviously, like with the 49ers. So I err on the side of aggression versus not. Okay, and, and, and Reed, believe me, I'm not asking him to coach like it's 1985. I like aggression. Fourth and an inch, tush-push. Fourth and one right. at the goal line, you're damn right I'm going for it. I'm not kicking a field goal. That's aggressive. But I have, yeah. a, I have a line in the sand, and it's like going for two from the seven, fake punts for my 25. No, Reed, I mean, yeah. there's some of it where it's like a teenager playing Madden. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't. Right. I can't do it. But no, I... I desperately want their postseason to not involve any of these decisions because I don't want to do that show because we've – look, the league boned you hard. I think the term I used yesterday was a sandpaper condom. They really hurt you, and I'm sorry it happened to you because the league keeps doing it. But your coach compounded the league screwing you by making two egregious decisions. They were egregious. You got a kick from the seven. Yeah. Go to OT. Your D had played great. As any coach would always tell you, Mike, and whether you played basketball or whatever, baseball, you never let it come down to the final play. You never put it in the hands of the referee, and that's what you did by not kicking that field goal. You oh, in the second quarter. Yeah, you left it to the refs. That's the to one side the game. If you're all in on Dan Gamble, Maybe there's a compromise I could offer. Please give it me one because I, I don't like being all in. 
So I'll, so, I'll take. You know right. what? I'll take it. Let me. It's like Kenny on my prop bets. I don't even need to hear. I'm in. Let me offer it. <clears throat> Next. Oh, oh, oh my! Oh, 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 Sizzling. Oh, oh, oh. Doug, Perf- is that you? Perfect. <laughs> so let me offer the compromise. For the people that are all in, I want to offer you this compromise. Can I get you to offer one change? Yes. And we could all be on the same page. Yes. I would be able to be all in and let go of a lot of the issues if you guaranteed me that the first time he's got an opportunity for points in the game, he takes them. So an example. Second quarter against Dallas after the C.D. Lamb fumble. You fake the punt. You drive down the field. Now, after that fake punt works, I got to walk away with points. Got to. Otherwise, I've rendered the miracle null. You don't go for it from the six. You kick the field goal. You give me the three points. Now, after you do that once, I give you carte blanche to uh, go full Madden mode and do what you got to do. So you're smart, and you build up a basis, a foundation. Just put, like... Points on the board. Yeah. You know, you t- you've hit a couple of the hands in blackjack. Take a few chips off the table. Right. Put, put them in the your pocket. Put the points in your pocket. Would, would that be the compromise? That's we the could compromise. all be on the same page? Yeah. So, yeah. So fourth and one at, like, the 30-yard line, you want the field goal? No. Fourth and one, I'm running a tush push. Okay. All right. As long as... I can agree with that, then. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying when it's fourth and goal from the six... We're going to go ahead and take those points. Yeah, fourth and one, yeah. I don't want to see. Fourth and four from the 33. Fourth and six from the 34. Yeah. Fourth and four from the 20. Take the points one time early. Yeah. And then do whatever you want to do. Yeah, fourth and one, I don't want to see a seven-yard handoff to Jameer Gibbs. And, yeah, he gets tackled. Don't want would, to Kenny, that. would you accept that compromise? That compromise that you just described Yes, as long as it's not within like the three yard line on the wrong on the right side of like the thirty five somewhere in there, I don't want. I want them to go for it on like fourth and three at the twenty five. Go for it. I don't. I'm kicking a field goal. I'm going for it. But anything okay. further away than that, I'm I'm down. But- okay. And see, I guess that's why I think they hate their kicker because the fact that <laughs> that's the option. Because Kenny teams with good like Dallas. Their kicker hasn't missed one all year. So you know what they're going to do? I'm going to kick that field goal. Forget good kicker, decent kicker. People who don't actively hate their kicker, I think, actually kick that field goal. So, yeah, if you have – because that's a 40-yard kick. That's that's bare minimum for an NFL kicker. That's an NFL kicker. Should be able to drill that, no problem. I'd say I'm with you. If you take the points, you can gamble later. But here's what happens. If you take the early points – you don't have to gamble. It's the other team that has to go and do something stupid. Go to Jeff, 97.1. What's up, Jeff? Hey, Mike. How you doing? Excellent. How about yourself? Not too bad. Happy New Year to you and uh, Rico. And uh, Mike, I'm on Team Mike. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Let's see. Uh, I've got three big reasons why. Uh, number one, um, up until now, we've never been in the playoffs. I don't want to ruin my playoff chance in my very first game if we're going up against, say, Green Bay or whoever. And I don't want that to go down as something didn't go right. The guy went offside on the opposing team, and it didn't look like we were going to get it any because the way we had the play, the pass or whatever, was dropped like today or last week. And boom, 
here we go. He's going to go again. No, take the points. The other thing is, is two weeks ago, he did something. He was on the 34-yard line, 10 yards to go. And what did he do? He went for it. No coach in the right mind does that. And the other thing is, is we're not just putting up our playoff opportunities up on the line now. Is it's, he's got, it's his responsibility to act on the best behalf of his team. I don't want to throw away a whole game for one poor decision. Because the thing is, is to, uh, last week, had Campbell um, uh, done that in a playoff game, all these people are saying, yeah, I'm on board with gambling. I guarantee you 60% of those folks would have been on side with you. said, you can't do that. You can't do that. They're just saying it right now because there wasn't that much uh, to, to lose, okay, except the seating. Rico, you're a great guy. I love listening to you, but there's no way you're doing that. And here's the last point, which is the most important point. Okay, Dan Campbell is going to have to go against Pete Carroll. He's going to have to go against these other coaches. There are more seasoned they aren't going to play this way, and they're going to beat him. And that's why I don't like what he's doing. But I think he's a great coach. Jeff, you're, you're right. I can't say you're wrong. I, my thing is the reason why I'm all in, it got you to this point. He's done something no other coach has been able to do in Detroit. So I can't say it's wrong. He's been reckless at some point. But when he's not, he's gotten you to win a division for the first time in 30 years. Go to Tyler, 97-1. What's up, Ty? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, hey. Ty. What's up? So uh, I, I'm kind of curious about your guys' opinion on um, the whole decision being based off of week two against the Seahawks and how, you know, we pretty much lost based off of a coin toss. I've heard a few other callers mention that, you know, if, if it were college or, uh, I guess, uh, a few callers back talking about uh, Harbaugh in college, you know, taking the points before it went to overtime. Okay. Um, college and the NFL are a little bit different, but again, I think it, the conviction of Dan is a hell of a lot better than, you know, what we've had previously. All right, hold so, on. So just so I understand what, so how are you, I loved what Harbaugh did because it wasn't about analytics. Right, but it I was say, about knowing right. the team he, and knowing I'm built to win this in overtime. But he's saying, like, in right. Seattle, they just got the ball and drove down and scored, and that was ball game in overtime. Right. Okay, I but, but let's all remember, Tyler, I didn't have a problem with him going for two at the end of the game. I had a problem that right. once the penalty was called, you can't Third run time. it back from the seven or the four. Yeah. The first time made sense. The third time was just him being spiteful, saying, no, 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 trust me, this is going to work. Yeah, I'll level with you guys on, on the third time. Even, yeah, when it was brought back to the seven, still, yeah, that was... I mean, because, Tyler, that, that's when you need one of your buddies at the, at, at, the, at, the, at the poker table to say, no, 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 come on, come on, step away, this is wrong, you're going to lose everything that you worked for all game. And right. nobody stopped him. Would you guys still have the same opinion, though, in the event that one of those attempts converted? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, there's no way I can prove that to you, Tyler. You either trust, you know, you've listened to the show long enough, I'll just shoot you straight. Yeah. I'm the same guy where I'll, if I'm watching a game with Rico, and I'm like, this, whether this works or not, I hate this decision. Yeah. It could be 
state going for it on a certain fourth down or like I'm the same person. I don't care if it works or doesn't. The fade route at the end zone is a dumb play call. I've always hated it. And it's like I I stick to my convictions on stuff. And I would say this, Tyler, I said the same thing in that Kansas City Chief game. You were up, punt the ball, make Mahomes drive down the length of the field to score. Do not give him the ball at midfield. Insert Kadarius Tony. Now, you did, and it worked, and everybody forgot about that. But you pretty much set Kansas City up to win that game. It just didn't happen, so you forgot about it. Let's go to Jesse, 97.1. What's up, Jess? Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you doing? Afternoon, sir. How are you? Happy New Year. I wanted to try and make this a gambling analogy in a way. So when you start out at the two, I think the way you said it's a 57% chance which if I do my math right, it's about a minus 130 is what the odds makers would say. They push you back to the seven. That's like a plus 130 then. But I think the way Dan Campbell saw it, if he's betting live, it's a much better chance in his mind. He knows his team, how the game's going. So he thinks he's getting much better odds than what the book would give him. And that's why he said, let's push and go for it. I think he felt that if he went to overtime, his odds would be a lot worse than that. And that's the way I would feel. Dallas is built to win in overtime and don't. The Lions are not. And the reason for that is Brandon Aubrey. All Dallas has to do is get the ball to the 50-yard line, and it's game over. No, it's much. not. No, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Remember. He's from the 50. But remember the new rules. I mean, yeah, yeah. Kick Detroit f- would get the ball back, but. If I win the toss, to if I win the toss, I go down the field right. and score. Game's over. Or I kick but- a field goal. And now it's on me to not give up a touchdown. They tie the game. I, I felt the way your defense had played. You had every right to win that in overtime. Every right. I don't, I felt like we weren't going to score another touchdown, though, if Dallas was trying hard. And I don't think Badgley was going to hit unless we were inside the 20. I don't think Campbell trusted Badgley to kick it all. Yeah, well, Dallas see, now we're getting, now we're now getting Jesse, to something, yeah, Jesse. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I, I got to put blame on him and Brad Holmes that it has even gotten to this point that if you do not trust an NFL kicker to kick a 45-yard field goal, that's malpractice as an organization. Because today's NFL, guys are routinely hitting field goals north of 50, and the elite kickers Forget it. I don't know what planet they're on or what kind of bionic leg they had installed, but Aubrey in Dallas, Tucker in Baltimore, guys are hit. I mean, 57. It's good from 67. Mm-hmm. If you don't have somebody you could trust from 45 and Dude, in, that's coach, malpractice. Right, like, you stick Tucker out on the field, and John Harbaugh is already talking to the defense. He's not even paying attention because that kick's going through. It's money. It's automatic. But the Lions chose not to really address the kicking situation all year long. Uh, it's going to come back to hurt you one of these games. Went into the offseason knowing this. All right. year. David's back. Since January. And David's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and on cue. Grand opening, grand closing. All right. <laughs> and David's windpipe. All right. So we'll see uh, how annoying Rieger's going to be today. I- no, no, no. We got the big guy here. Oh, Wojo's back. He, he still works here? Yeah. I had to introduce him. You know what I was told? I was like, yeah. Uh-oh. Just ignore them. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> about that. Howard just hit a three.
Okay, hey, 70, well, listen, listen, guys, I'm just telling you, it's it's a fun bit behind the glass. It's radio for two. <laughs> Any of these afternoon college games, we throw a little half a unit on them and we're having some fun. We're not going to get into the nuts and bolts, but we need points. That's all I'll tell you. <laughs> Life's too short to bet the under. Overtime. Um, here's the deal. I have heard a rumor that after being gone for over two weeks, being a fanboy, Wojo is getting Friday off in the name of being a fanboy. Not even a rumor. <laughs> I've heard he used, I have to fly to the game. Friday? Mm-hmm. It's called a Comrex in your hotel room. Mm. You can do your 40-minute show. Mm. Yeah, you and are. I, I got to tell you, MSU's got to get good at something so we can start fanboying it up and You're traveling all over the place and never it. working. Abuse it, yeah. Just kill it. I mean, John's not even on the radio until tomorrow. Guy's been drunk for three days. <laughs> yeah. You're I right. Just, I, it's amazing. It really... Is that live from the Yale game? I wish. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Keep us posted. Uh, Rieger's in because he's the only person who works on the Rieger and Wojo show. Wojo's here today. It, here. it doesn't matter because he's he's fanboying out on Friday. I have to fly. It's unbelievable. I mean, what is Houston? Two-hour flight, if that? He could fly out on Saturday. There are lots uh, of ways. It's like a two-and-a-half-hour flight. There are lots of ways he could do it. All right. Well, what are you doing coming up next? I will just tell you. I'm not dignifying tell Bob's me. presence. Hey! Well, you haven't been here in a month. I've been busy! Bull. I haven't seen him since last year. Ridiculous. And you're using Friday as a freebie. I know what you're no, I doing. Don't. I have yeah. to go to Houston. Uh-huh. And you, it's way far away. You, you know, know, there are 24, 24 hours in a day, and you only work 40 minutes of them. You could have picked another time. Hey, today we got 2.30. Just What just happened? Guys, I listen, I, we're doing a radio show, but I'm willing to hear. What do we got? What's yeah. going We're all tied up at 71. 142. We got 145 and a half. How much time left? 15 seconds. Okay, we need over this. We need overtime. No bad. hero or, ball. What is this? What, what is game this? is it? What so do we got? got a bit a, on the show. A three, a f- and you foul the person shooting a three. No, Rico, just go to overtime. <laughs> Here's the deal: they put some of these D-list college basketball games on in the afternoon. So we've had a little oh. bit. We do cash the ticket. It's been oh. a running little thing. We just do a very. We'll put a half a unit. Howard versus Yale. The over-under was 145 and a half. I got Kenny on Yale.edu or whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you feel like we're watching this game? I was about to say, do you guys think you're the only people watching? Like, the demographics are like, oh, two people in Detroit are watching. That's it. They're like, man, our brand is growing. Look at the ratings. Wow, we're killing it in Detroit. Five people are watching. Like, no. No. Not alums. No. So what are we listening to? Nothing. They're doing. They're doing their thing behind. Oh, the yeah, they're watching oh. the game, seeing I'm if it hits the. And other. I'm oh. listening to you. Oh, okay. What do you have coming up? Well, next you know, I'm sorry off? I haven't been here, but you know, when Michigan tries to win a national title every once every thirty years, you sort of have to follow them around a little bit. Time out. Hold, time. hold on. Hey, what is that? That was the Jansen. It sounded. Kenny like. Cott. We are going. To overtime! Let's go! Let's go! Damn it, I wish I would have got in on this. We're going to Houston, baby! That's Jansen. Well, Mojo, did you hear this? Did you hear the Jansen celebration? You hear John's going to have a kid named Doug in nine months? (laughs) I said a little baby Houston. (laughs) 
Oh, uh, or, or have you heard or this? Blake? Have you heard this? Yes. Oh, Where okay. the, the broadcast, the final play. Yes. I played yeah, he it was for very our excited. Boss. It was. He had not heard. Hey, height of he professionalism. Oh, it's amazing. Am I right? Let me ask you this: You think Doug was a little miffed that John might have uh, trampled over his broadcast just a little bit? No, no. They're a good team. No. They don't mind that. Please. You know what? You know who was really miffed to this day? The You'll Alabama Center. No. no. Oh no. He's, oh, <laughs> he's in the portal already. No. Was uh, That's was it Blaha when the trouble with the snap? And, oh God, Strayhorn! Oh, that was so unprofessional. Yeah, he just he he's trying to set the whole thing up. And, oh, the, George, he did it, and it was just like, okay, Jason, calm down. And nobody oh, knew what let was him happening. Take the picture first. All I imagined was Strayhorn like collapsing George's clavicle with a punch. George is lying on the ground like he's this. Like, Hi, he's he picked up the ball and he's he's gone. He's gonna, okay, you just gave it away. You know what baby in a foul. You know what would have trumped trouble gun. with the snap? It, honestly, in the history of Michigan, if that trouble with the fielding the punt, if that had been oh, a safety huh? and that safety on the can final. I, can I say can this? you imagine? Can I say this to you? And it's what? Not, it's not smarm. No, this isn't uh, trouble with fielding the punt. No, no, no. How many times out of ten, hmm. when you muff a punt like that inside the five, yeah. does that ball check up like a nine iron on the green uh, versus bound into the end zone? Yeah, well, Bob, if if they if Alabama had timeouts, Michigan was in trouble, but they hmm. couldn't stop the clock. The no, fact no, no, no. that kid was able to that the ball that was amazing go into oh, the end zone oh, oh, oh. and become a safety uh, or a I, touchdown. I, I know. God forbid, a Sparty says something on the topic. You got very lucky. T- team of destiny. You deserve to Mike. win Mike, team the of game. Well, he should have caught destiny, the ball. Destiny, destiny, destiny is real. No, the team destiny's destiny is yeah. real. But, but and, you know, Washington could be a team of destiny. I too. don't have to agree with how Michigan's arrived at the resolve, but it's real. The cheating scandal has helped them in that they're unbreakable. Their delusion well, is their weapon. Well, that that is true it's to a true. certain degree. But they really lucked out that Alabama kept dropping Jalen Milrow back to pass. They lucked out <laughs> that Tommy Reese was oh the OC. God. They I lucked was... out that their center could not, for the life of them, snap a decent yeah, but ball. You know, hey, you know what? Here's the other thing. Bama's got no excuses. Michigan yeah, missed the field goal. They missed an extra point. They muffed two punts. They threw a pick that wasn't a pick but was a pick. Had the chance and to JJ go up by 10. Should have thrown a pick late when the ball got tipped and it was a flutter ball. And Roman Wilson made an incredible that adjustment an to the ball. Don't, don't forget catch. the uh, double pass from uh, Donovan. Oh. That, that actually was the best catch of the day. What, J.J., the J- one-handed yes. grab to corral yes. that ball and they completed the pass? Motion, My point is, Alabama has no excuses. No, they don't. None. They should have changed Michigan their center weeks ago, game, by period. the way. What are you guys Michigan, betting on this game? I mean, this is big. you you got to cheer said, for Michigan, don't well, you? Well, first of all, I bet Michigan to beat Bama, and I'm betting them to beat Washington. They are going to orbital ram that team. But he wants Washington. If painful. Washington wins, we have to figure out what I'm doing. If Michigan wins, he has to dress like Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, see, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, that would be great. No, it has to I happen. Jim Blackball. But, but think I, about I, this. I don't own anything blue and yellow at all. I will procure and I, it. And, and I'm never wearing it. Mike well, hates my, my questions. But the you internet... want me to dress like Prince? I'm not going to wear a no, damn how ridi- No, no. That's how ridiculous it Come is. On. Because I know you're not going to dress Come like on. Prince. No, if you do it. dress like Prince, I you never. have to agree to be well, Jim Harbaugh. Buy you some khakis. I am never some Lulu wearing Lemons. Michigan yeah, Lulu Lemons are expensive. I the hat, the yeah. Lee Harvey glasses, Dude. and the ridiculous no, sweatshirt. Maybe the shawl in his mouth. And he's got to do a pound of dip during the show. If you ever see me in Michigan gear, call the police. It's a cry for help. You've been kidnapped. Call the police. No, if Washington wins, you have to dress like a Kaitlyn DeBoer. 
Uh, no, uh, that do doesn't work. Yeah, but very quickly. So, so uh, <laughs> again, I got a question for Mike. I'll, take, I'll probably just take another hoodie from him. So, but Mike bet Michigan, and he's betting his finances on Michigan too. So, if it comes down to the very end, Washington has the ball; they're driving. You're hoping like hell the Huskies win, though, right? No, well, actually, just, no, he won't. Now we can do that if you no, want. Mike, he won't. Mike, if you want, we oh can, come on, he doesn't want if, Michigan to win a natty. No, I know he won't yeah, work but, for but, Michigan but, but, there. Jeff, this is what you get twisted. Mm. Like, I, how do I explain this? I, like, I'm not 25 anymore. There are people whose identities are so wrapped up in their team, it's creepy. If Michigan wins, is the sun going to rise? Like, do I still get paid? I had to watch the Eagles win a Super Bowl. I hate the Eagles. But, Mike, I need to believe. I don't want Michigan to win, but, however, Bob might be right because depending on the amount of money I put on the game, I'll be honest. Yeah, you'd spend that money to see them in misery. Yes, exactly. I choose to believe that the Mike Valente I know will always root against Michigan, no matter how much money he bet on. But I also, when I do it is... I picked Washington way back right. in the beginning of the now, season. Look, I bet Michigan because I well, thought they'd beat Alabama. No, you I did. I cap on the air. I actually think Washington will be tougher even than Alabama was I, because of the pinpoint precision passing of Penix. Okay. Also I'm not taking Penix. the bait on that. Uh, I, you know what? Hey, I'll, I'll just take, probably take another hoodie from him, and I'll buy you a Michigan hoodie if they win. Oh, my dress-up is horrible. I'm never wearing well, Michigan gear. You guys are always wearing hoodies. I want you to visit Bo's grave. But you cannot commit an act at that grave. I, I'll go visit. And you know what? I'll take a buck nut and I'll smash it on the grave. That's what you do, right? Yeah. I guess. That's this is, all you this can is do. where I don't say what's on my <laughs> this mind. This is amazing. <laughs> and we move forward. Oh, this is a better bet. Yeah, I like the, that one. A limited time engagement. You get these two together for about one day. Yeah, one day. And then we'll we just back. You ready for their five-minute show? Go. Woo. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 